0: Pricy people suck. Wow.
1: Time for another week of N4G Radio. This is episode 485 for the week of August 21st, 2017. It's here. I
2: don't... It's, I can't the argue... Eclipse? It. It, well, the eclipse is today, tomorrow, whenever you listen to this. Winter, winter is also here, so... No. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Ga- Game of Thrones, we're it's, talking about? It's fall. Well, Game of Thrones is almost over. You believe that?
1: Well, yeah, how that many sucks, episodes man. they have per season? It used, it used to be ten. This have uh, this season is seven, and I think yeah, it's
3: only seven this year. Next Wait. year
1: is going to be shorter, right? It's only seven I this thought... year. Yeah, it's I think I year. think it is only seven this I year. I thought it was eight. Nope. God damn it. I it, was done. No, it's seven. Uh, last week's was five or six. Five.
4: Okay. How the fuck do they cover enough shit in seven episodes? Well, they're already past the book, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so now they're just making up shit on their own. Well, yep. no,
3: no, no. Uh, well, I mean, I, he's a producer yeah. or a, what do you call it, consulting producer or whatever. Exactly. He
2: knows he knows where the story's going to go, so he laid it
3: out. But he's,
5: but he's also said that the story in the TV show is not going in the same direction as the book. So. Correct.
2: Yeah. There's there's a lot of things that it's missing from the book and the in the TV show, and that's fine. I, I don't mind the fact that they kind of went their own direction. Since it's still entertaining and all. Uh, it also gives you a reason to read the book still. Even if you finish the TV show, which is nice. Nobody reads books, Jay.
4: Are they going to have a Game of Thrones Brotherhood version then?
2: <laughs> That'd actually be kind of crazy. But the, imagine the amount of budget that would take. Because Game of Thrones is, what, the most expensive TV show ever created, right? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's way up far. there
1: as in cost per episode.
2: So to, to make that show again, that would be insanity. They got that dragon money now, though. They <laughs> do. They got all the dragon money.
5: No spoilers, boys.
3: No,
1: nobody's going to spoil Game of Thrones
3: well, here. I'm no, no spoiler. Mm-hmm. There's, hey, um, spoiler alert for Game of Thrones. There are dragons in it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just pretty. ruined it for a generation of people, Ryan. Pretty sure. I've only seen the first season.
1: I was going to say, pretty sure that if you didn't know that. You were never going to watch that shit anyway, because that was every wasn't, like...
3: single commercial shows the dragons. Yeah,
1: we're we're
5: good. There's
2: there's, a, there's that's where the there's,
5: money's
2: at. Yeah, there's a throne in Game of Thrones. You know, that's a, say it exists. Nah. People want to sit on it. Nah, it looks I... really uncomfortable, though. I guess. Yeah, say. I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't want to sit on that. I mean, that that messes with my back.
2: Why Why do you want to create a throne out of swords? That sounds really bad. Well, cause to remind lo- bad to idea. remind
3: the ruler that ruling is not supposed to be comfortable. Oh, Ooh, deep, fancy! Right. that's deep. I didn't make that up. That's Oh, did you not? That's... No.
2: Oh, I thought you just kind of winged it. Okay. You should you have no, just, sure. just taken sure, credit. Now,
3: maybe, maybe I am making it up and I'm just getting it confused, but I'm pretty sure in the books they explain that.
2: Ryan, you're just a genius. Was... Just, just accept it and just that's move true. on with your life. I'm
3: pretty sure they explain that part of the reason that the, it's made that way is because it's supposed to be uncomfortable.
5: Mm. Maybe. Right. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm, I think I might have heard that like, mentioned in the first season or something. Mm.
1: Anyway, this is not the George R. R. Martin podcast. But it could be. But in fact, it's video game time. And on the show this week, we have, Jay... Buongiorno. We got the Drew.
3: Hey.
1: We got John. Yeah. And we got the Wombat,
5: too. Yep. We got
3: what? I was trying to make it. I was trying to make mine shorter than everyone else's, since everybody else seemed to make it shorter than the one before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is crazy! It is video game season. Son, fall is here.
1: We, I tweeted out the other day. We have 19, 18, 19 reviews in progress. There's a lot of fucking games out. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> we haven't even hit. Not the even big- September. Yeah, we haven't even hit the big boys yet. The big, big boys, you know, the assassins, the the duties.
4: The Wolfenstein. The
1: Wolfenstein. The, the
2: Danganronpaus.
1: The Marios. <laughs> There's a fucking Mario coming out. This month.
5: Unbelievable. Coming. No,
1: no, that's not a real Mario. No, it is,
5: it is definitely a Mario. I'm with you, John. Mario.
3: That's, with you, John. Mario.
1: that's not a real Mario. That's an XCOM.
3: That's a, it's that's not, a microtransactions Mario. Mario It's not so, a fucking
1: platformer
3: Yeah but it's still a Mario game And it still looks awesome
1: No I'm not saying I think it looks great Is it Mario and Rabbids Or Rabbids and Mario Mario Mario, Mario, Mario always comes first What are you talking about
2: It'd be, it'd be pretty funny If it was Rabbids and Mario Rabbits ain't like, getting
5: top billing
2: God Rabbids are terrible Terrible character designs Yeah,
5: they're different than minions
2: You know what
3: though The kids love them I do. Kids do they love it. But kids have shit taste, so what can we do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: wow. fair enough.
1: Oh, Anyway, video games. Drew, you've been yeah. playing some video games? I have. What you been playing?
4: Well, let's talk about... I'll get this out of the way first. I'm reviewing E7. Yes. I can't talk about it.
2: I reviewed that game four years ago, and it was excellent.
4: Okay. Yes. I can't talk about a game that somebody else on the show reviewed <laughs> four years ago. But that's yeah, it's, technically it's that game, game yeah. came out seven years ago. What
5: the fuck? Yeah.
4: Is this like the PC
5: version or something? Yeah, yes. This PC. is the PC okay. version. Yeah. Okay.
4: Uh, I am playing that for review. Uh, another game that I am playing for review is uh, Yakuza Kiwami.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know you- can yes. you talk about that?
4: I can talk about it, but I can't tell you how I feel about it. I'll
0: <laughs> yes. try that one
4: so I played the first Yakuza back in like 2008. Um, this game is now seven years old at this point. It came out and... No, 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 it's older than that. I was going to uh, say, seven
1: years old seems kind of young for a PS2 game, right?
4: Yeah, this was a PS2 game. This was back in 2007, excuse me. Um, this is a remake, I, isn't it?
5: The first game.
4: Yes. Kind and, well, well, yes, it's a remake. And that's that's... I don't want to say what I want to say about it. <laughs> uh, just what? for the record, this game
2: originally came out on December 8th of 2005. So, it- Oh, my oh, wow.
5: God. 12
4: years, wow. 12 years. Yep.
5: So um, if I liked um, Zero, would I like Kiwami?
4: I never played Zero.
5: You're
2: uh, useless.
4: Yep. So. Um, John,
2: I will tell you straight up yes, you will like Kiwami if you
4: like Zero. Cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll put it this way. Um, you know, like every because I, I, I listen to you guys talk about Zero a lot, and um, you guys, are oh man, the amount of shit you can do in this game. Um, don't get your hopes up for the amount of shit you can do in Kiwami.
1: Well, it was the first one,
4: so it's the first game. There are some things to do, side stuff to do, but this is a shot for fucking shot remake of Yakuza One.
5: I thought uh, they'd added like things like the combat changes, like where you've got different styles.
4: They they do they did bring over some of the the newer Yakuza games battle system stuff. <laughs> um, but as far as like you know this o- giant open world them. thing, yeah, it's yeah. it's still got just the standard Yakuza stuff in it. Okay. Um, but not to say that it's not bad. The story, I think, is fantastic. Um,
5: well, I've never played one, so. Spoiler I alert: if you you
4: should
1: start with Zero. Probably that's that's the origin of mm-hmm. the whole Yakuza franchise.
4: I'm just curious as to where Yakuza Zero ends.
1: I I don't think it ever ends. I had never saw the fucking ending.
5: <laughs>
2: as <far> as <laughs> I, the- I I beat Yakuza Zero, and uh, it sets up for uh, Kiwami actually really well, really okay. really well. So. Okay, I got not um, finish
5: that then because I like and I've
4: plumped about 60, 70 hours into that and am yeah. like, chapter 8. It's like, fuck and up. So, it's uh, with uh, Yakuza Kiwami uh, and just Yakuza 1 in general, um, this isn't necessarily spoiled to happen within the first hour of the game. Uh, you kind of jump in time. It starts off in 1995. Um, you play as Kazuma Kiryu, who is an up-and-coming Yakuza. He's a lieutenant for a family and he's thinking about starting his own family. Uh, and he takes the fall for a murder of a big Yakuza boss. Uh, Cut to ten years later after he's released from prison on good behavior. I I don't know how the justice system over there works, but when you're caught red-handed from killing somebody, I don't think you get out Uh, in ten years. When you're like Yakuza and you have connections and
5: stuff, uh, law works a little different. And if he took took the fall for something he didn't Uh do,
4: then... Yeah, but the government and the justice system doesn't know about that.
5: It's all
1: corrupt. You, this is also a game where you can have a chicken run your mortgage business. So let's, uh, let's just so
4: look few so that. That's a very good things. point. Good point. So, um, but yeah, he, uh, he gets out and it's kind of like a fish out of water story where, like, you know, in '95, technology wasn't as big as it was in 2005. So he, he sees everybody on cell phones and shit like that. He's like, what the fuck? And he can't stand how everybody acts. <laughs> you know, um,. And one of the great things about Kazuma is the fact that he's kind of like this gangster with like the heart of gold
0: mm-hmm.
4: um you know he he grew up in an orphanage and he wants to take care of the orphanage and and all this other stuff and he does stuff for good reasons, and that's what makes him a great character on top of that. he's also a fucking badass mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's i mean it's kind of a kiwami is a shot for shot fucking remake like I was having flashbacks. Watching the cutscenes play out, I was like, "Holy shit!" They really did just redo the first game. Um, not to say that's bad, but if you've played Yakuza One before, you're going to be in really familiar territory. I think this is uh, definitely marketed towards people who are
2: trying to get into the series. That's why you know Yakuza Zero followed. I mean, uh, you know, came out right before this game. So you can go Yakuza Zero, Yakuza One, and then from that point on, maybe they'll do remakes of the Yakuza games. But they say the last uh, game covering uh, Kazuma Kiryu, Yakuza Six, is coming out in twenty well twenty eighteen for us, I guess. So yeah, you know, this just... is it's, 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 it's kind of like the perfect time to really get into this epic series that's been going on for twelve years. And uh, yeah, that's uh, Yakuza One, in specifically. Has a really, really great story. I think all the Yakuza games are great in their storytelling and the characters, but one in particular hits home really, really hard, especially after the connections that you make between him and his, you know, kind of like brother that he grew up with, uh, Nishiki. uh over, yeah, Nishiki, like their relationship is, is really fascinating. And with the way it evolved from Yakuza 0 and 1 and how things play out in the end, uh, as
4: you'll see, uh, are sure to uh, tug at some heartstrings. And yeah. So well written. Yeah. And it's, it the first game isn't as wild as the the ones later. Like I remember in Yakuza 3 he like he literally fought a bull. He beat up a bull.
0: <laughs>
4: um and this one you're just mainly just a gangster running around. Um but with, you know, some a little bit of comedy mixed in. Uh there's not much in the first game. But I am playing that for review uh, that comes out later this month. Um, let's see here. Shit, what's the other? Oh yeah, Zero Time Dilemma. I'm playing Zero Time Dilemma on the PS4. Um, it's this is one of the few really good visual novel series. Uh, obviously, the first one was Nine Nine Nine. Uh, then they had uh virtue's last reward and then i i i don't know Jay, you can tell me is this mm-hmm. just the end of the trilogy? is it a trilogy or are they are they speculating they 're gonna make another one the uh director
2: slash writer said that it was the end of the trilogy
4: okay, so this is the final one now you can finally play all three of these games on the playstation four uh because originally they were portable games mm-hmm um I'll put it this way, if you have not played the first two games, you're going to be lost as shit with this one. Because there's multiple characters that are obviously from the other two games. Um, But yeah, the the way this game is... Played out. So the first couple, the first two games, you were supposed to replay it. You are obviously not going to get the, the the true ending on the first playthrough. Uh, so they wanted you to redo it, uh, but they did it in ways where you could fast forward um, uh, dialogue, stuff like that. That you get to a bridge where then you can choose where you want to go from there. In uh, this game, they made it that way, but also, holy crap, the amount of different decisions and ways you can go in this game is crazy. So like the first decision that I come across was, is within the first like 10 minutes of the game. I chose it and it gave me an ending. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well I guess I need to choose the other thing. And that's the thing you'll see how something plays out. And then the game literally stops what it's doing and says, okay, since you've seen what this decision has done, Do you want to try it again with the different group of people? Or do you want to try to do the same thing but change the the decision that they made? There's so many different variants with this game. Which then makes me think, oh man, how the hell am I supposed to go back and play all of this? Because there's so many. There's three different groups of people. And then there's decisions per group. Some of them will affect the other group. Which then allows you to... Say, all right, so you have like a, a, a plan. Uh, it gives you the plan saying, all right, if, if this group does this, then this affects this group. So group A makes a decision, which then affects group B. Now, I can go back and play as group B and make that decision and see what happens to group A, or I can leave that decision that group A made and then see how it plays out for group B. So you can kind of plan out how, how you want the things to go, but you obviously don't have control over the consequences of your actions. But it's interesting, and uh, finally, fully voice acted. Mm-hmm. This game finally gave it because the second game had full voice acting except for the main character, and that was but. Ridiculous.
2: But wait, did you ever finish Virtue Slash Reward?
4: Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't get the true ending, but I you, did you get the true ending, Drew. Okay, well, I I'm plan it. on it, but I've got to review a fucking game. <laughs> No,
2: but like, there's something you're missing about that complaint that you just made.
4: Like, there's, there's reasons there's, why, there's there's reason there's reason why like, yeah. There's a reason there's, why Sigma doesn't fucking talk, or you Yeah, can't there the really
2: is a reason why he doesn't talk.
4: <sighs> well, so, like, I've, got, I've got to yeah. review Zero Time Dilemma, so whatever. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But what I'll say is that I'll add to that I reviewed Zero Time Dilemma when it first came out in Vita. Gave it a very good score, if I remember. But either way, the thing that really got me as far as this series in general and this game in particular goes, is that it seems daunting at first because, as you say, there's so many branching paths of this different things uh, that can happen. Even if you choose one thing or another, the game doesn't end there. It just continues from that decision having been made. But there are many branching paths and decisions that you can, you can make. But ultimately, what really sets that game apart from the other ones is that the way it... Uses, uses those consequences and decisions to shape these characters into different, uh, different archetypes. Because you can have this character that's really you know, loving, caring, you know, really wants to look out for the pe- person, and in another situation, that person can be a murderer, a bloodthirsty killer. And the way that happens is through the decisions that you made throughout the different dynamics between the characters. So you end up seeing kind of like the anti-tabula rasa effect where these people you know aren't inherently good or evil but based on the actions that you made or you didn't do are changed in significant ways and to be able to see characters in different light i mean like let's say for example you live you live in a way where you can live out the same day over and over again right and you do certain things differently and people will treat you differently uh, accordingly and to be able to see that in in game form with a bunch of different characters in these life staking uh life stakes Kind of situation where there are some really crazy consequences going on. I think it's pretty unique. I don't think any other game does it as well as this series in particular. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is a, this is not a visual novel anymore because I know, I know how much, you know, (laughs) Kenny. reading visual novels for whatever reason so every line of dialogue is spoken and they, you know they're all interacting with each other. You're not going to see a portrait of character you know, just kind of talking through a situation you're going to see them interacting you know. It's, it kind of plays out like a, a play more yeah. or less Yeah. so that's a different approach to what was in Virtues Last Reward and 999 which I thought was a unique uh, and interesting change of pace uh, and lastly there are some good puzzles in there too this is a very, holy
4: shit. There are yeah. some fucking hard puzzles in that game. Uh, did you get stuck in any yet? Um no, I didn't necessarily get stuck. I was like, I know what I need to do. The mm-hmm. fact that i figuring out how to do it was what got me. That game makes you fucking write notes
2: that's <laughs> i like I like that I like it when puzzle games really make you uh use your brain. you
0: know
1: yeah. I think
2: games are too afraid to do that. I always have my little notepad with me when I'm playing the 999 games especially, and uh, it always comes in
4: handy. Yeah, but that's a a great series. Anybody out there who enjoys visual novels or even just like puzzle games in general I think would enjoy this. Um, But obviously start with 999 and get the true ending there. And as Jay just pointed out, I need to get the true ending of Virtue's Last Reward.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a trilogy for a reason. You, you have to have played the other two games before. And luckily, the first two games are bundled in together. It's, it's very cheap. Uh, it's remastered very, very well. There's full voice acting, even for the first game, yeah. which was originally a, a DS game. So they, they went the extra mile to really make these games accessible. And you can play them on PC, you can play them on PS4 now. All the games are available. So I highly recommend those games.
4: Yeah, they're they're fantastic. So anybody out there who liked Steins Gate or, you know, Danganronpa, definitely check these games out.
2: More more Danganronpa than Steins Gate cuz Steins Gate is a super heavy visual novel without any real gameplay mechanics compared yeah. to was it the Danganronpa and uh Zero Escape series which is which has a lot of gameplay in terms of puzzles and you know like problem solving,
4: investigations and stuff. Yes. So yeah, um but I'm playing that for review. Um I played some more Dungeon Defenders 2. Uh, hey, Ken, they finally fixed that game where you can actually play with people.
2: Oh, man, I already deleted it.
4: Uh, you know what? I'm about to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how, how 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 long have you had that game for review,
4: Drew? Uh, about a month.
2: Yeah, it's... A month. One month, yeah. Taking it yeah. a little bit, no?
4: Yeah. Well, the reason why was because, holy shit, the first day it came out, me and Ken couldn't... We ended up in Wichita, and then there was another guy in fucking Russia somewhere. It was It was like... You were on a weird server, and if you're on a different server, you couldn't play with each other.
1: yeah, that makes sense,
4: yeah, so we had to you know plan this like, okay, I'm switching over to Wichita. Are you still in Wichita? Yeah, okay, and then we finally got into a game together, but then it would boot us back out to the menu and it'd switch our fucking servers. and I was like, "Well, I'm not fucking playing this with him, yep, not like this. this is ridiculous. Um, but they finally fixed some of the the server issues. Now that could be because there's not that many people playing anymore. Um, but I mean, I like I wanted to actually play some online with people, and I have been able to just with random people, and it's not that bad. Obviously, I'm not talking to them, but
2: is it people, a free to play game?
4: It is a free to play game. Okay. Um, but it's it's okay. I mean, if you played the first Dungeon Defenders, you know what you're getting into. Uh, The only thing with this is that it's it's just bigger. Uh, There's more characters to play as. There's more different types of maps and different types of towers that you use. So anybody who's never played Dungeon Defenders before, think of it as a tower defense game. Uh, But you can move a character around and fight alongside with the towers. Orcs must Um, die. Yeah. So, um, and I really loved the first Dungeon Defenders. Like, I, I thought that was a great game. And this one does have a lot of tons of stat tracking and you know all different types of equipment you can get and uh you level up and you learn new abilities and you have different towers you can upgrade towers and stuff like that um but they just made it in free to play form, so there's certain characters that you can pay to unlock um and there's um tons of different things you can equip, some of which can be bundled together so I wouldn't necessarily, since it's not a versus game, I wouldn't say it's pay to win, but it definitely is pay to be pretty powerful. Is it pay to progress? Do you think you need to buy
2: these items in order to actually beat the game? Absolutely not. Okay.
4: But I will say this once you get to like the later maps, like I'm like, once you get like about 10 maps in, you have to start pairing with people because you cannot do this shit by yourself. Hmm it's because the maps become really intricate and you just you physically can't deal with like five or six lanes at a time you're going to have to have somebody there helping you um but you can definitely check it out it's it's free to play um and i wouldn't say it's a bad time it's just you, you really need to play it with somebody else so and they got the server issues fixed, so now you don't have to worry about being in the, the right city with each. other. I mean, other. if
2: if they could have only launched the game like they did with Friday the Thirteenth, nothing, you know, like flawless launch with no issues whatsoever, it would have been fine. But
4: you know, yeah, you're right. Not
2: not everyone can be you know that good of a developer like the Friday the Thirteenth guy.
4: So you, you want to hear something really nice? But Dungeon Defenders Two had a better launch than Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> I'm sure it did,
2: and it
1: sold. It probably made a shit ton less money. True. Friday Thirteenth is like, fuck that thing made a lot of money.
4: Yeah, it really did. That's a that's a shit ton of pissed off people.
2: Oh, well, still I don't know. It <laughs> seems to, it seems to have worked fairly well enough in, uh on PC, and that's where most people were playing.
4: Yeah, that Xbox One version though, man. I felt bad for anybody who bought it there.
1: Yeah, they, they took them a long time to get that patch Two out over there.
4: Two months to get yep. that patch to where it would actually, you could actually get into a game easy. And if you couldn't get into a game, then you just stare at a fucking screen, you stare at a menu, and and watch Jason.
1: Hey, summer's almost over, right? Yeah. So where's that single player DLC?
4: Oh, I don't know if that's coming. Buddy. <laughs> it'll be again? it'll
1: be launched in spring of 2018.
4: Friday thirteenth supposed to have a single player coming. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed really? to be there by yeah. the end
1: of summer. Huh.
4: So, but yeah, uh, other than that, I will mention uh, I haven't been on the show in a few weeks, but um, I have jumped back into Guild Wars two uh, with a couple of my buddies, and um, yeah, we had we're actually having a pretty good time. Are you guys picking up the new expansion and all when that comes out? Uh, my buddies have already got the first expansion and they plan on getting the second one. Once I hit level 70, that is when I will pick up the new expansion if I want to continue. But currently, I see no need to have it mm-hmm. because all the stuff, you know, you obviously have to be high level to even do it.
2: It's uh, pretty surprising to me. Guild Wars 2 came out a long, long time ago. Now, what is it?
4: 2012. Like?
2: Yeah, five years, and they're still going on with it, so good for them, I guess, but I expected them to have moved on to a different project by now.
4: It's actually a really good game.
2: It is. It is. I really enjoyed my initial playthrough of the game with my first character, but I never got really a lot of motivation to start a second character or third, and
4: the end game was always a bit on the weak side. They've done a lot to it, though. They've added raids, mm-hmm. um, and the dungeons were really fun, because usually you get your first dungeon at level 30 and you can go in with a group of five people uh, and each dungeon has three different ways of going so that means you have basically three different instances where you know you have different bosses and stuff like that and uh, me and my buddies did the first two versions of the first dungeon and we still haven't done the third one but yeah that's that's where that the fun is right there a lot of people love the PvP stuff I'm not skilled enough to be pretty good at pvp i've tried it a couple of times did the world versus world stuff which is actually really interesting but um but yeah no i'm having a good time with it just you know running around shooting the shit with my buddies
2: uh what what class are you playing
4: i'm playing a warrior okay yeah i got a warrior uh and my two friends are necromancer and thief so but i think that's about it
1: all right. Yeah. Jay. Yeah. What are you playing?
2: I'm playing a couple of things, actually. Um, I'm playing two games for review, so I'll just go over those uh, for now. I'm going to write one today and the other one probably Wednesday after I put more uh, a few more hours into it. But the first game that I played was StarCraft Remastered. Man, I, feel so- I picked that
1: up, I booted mm-hmm. it up, and I haven't played it.
2: How did you boot up a game and then not play it?
1: I just wanted. To, I well, it was weird because, and I'm sure you'll talk about this. The way that it works, uh huh. It's it's weird because you have to have the original Star Starcraft installed. Do you? Yeah, you have to download it and install it before because it runs on the same engine. So you're basically just playing the original Starcraft with a coat of paint over top of it.
2: Oh, well, I I didn't have the original StarCraft installed, even though I own it. I just installed the remaster, and it just did everything at once, so I don't know how that worked. It installed the original, because the reason that I know that is because when I went to go get it, it was like, you have Mm
1: -hmm. to have the original StarCraft installer on your PC, and it has to run in order for the new version to work.
2: Really? I didn't see that at all during my installation.
1: Yeah, that was weird, weird because I didn't have the installer downloaded, and I, I certainly didn't have the game installed,
2: so... Cause uh, on the Blizzard app account, there's there's a tab for StarCraft One now. Yes. So when I when I reimbursed my code for the, the the code, I noticed that instead of saying uh, you know buy, it said install on the, the same thing. So I just pressed install, and then boom, I was good to go after it installed. Yep. Didn't take long. It's not a big game either. No, no, you know.
1: it's it's not a big game, but still, I found that interesting that I had to. I guess that's why it's free. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess the original StarCraft, sure. But uh, the remastered version is what, like 20 bucks, right? 15. 15? Oh man, that's even cheaper than Todd. Uh, well, what I can say is that I haven't played the original StarCraft in a long, long time. But I used to play that game religiously. That was like one of the games that I, I used to play. That was the game that I would play on like a 56K modem. It's one of those things like, Mom, don't pick up the phone, Mom, <laughs> kind of deal when you're on the internet, you know? Those, those olden days of AOL online. But, uh, you know, a lot of fond memories for StarCraft. And what I can say is that, yeah, it is still as far as the game, uh, balance goes and all the classes just kind of playing uniquely goes, uh, it's still a masterpiece, sure. And it has aged very well. But what I'll say is that, man, they've done so much, the single player campaign in StarCraft 2 to make them so dynamic and more interesting by throwing a variety of different scenarios your way. Compared to that, the the single player campaign and in StarCraft and Brood War really pales in comparison. So I am still having fun playing through the campaign, but I can't help but to recognize the fact that Blizzard has come really far in terms of uh, their single player campaign and making them more compelling. Because it feels very, very kind of like cut and dry. You you build your base, you kill a couple of things, you you know destroy their base, and you're done. And there's kind of not a lot of stuff in between uh they try to mix things mix things up by making you go to certain waypoints and play these hero classes which is nice but it never gets to the you know the the peak of where starcraft 2 gets cuz if you play through the three big campaigns in starcraft 3 I'm um, starcraft 2 you'll know how insane those campaign gets and how exciting things, uh, things, things, can, uh, things can really escalate to. So that's something of a revelation because I expected to play through the campaign and enjoy it just as much, but not as much as I was hoping. And that's fine because the multiplayer and the actual playing Brood Wars online against people, that's still just like the pinnacle of perfection. I think I don't think there is a single thing that can change to do with, uh, with Brood War that would make that game more enjoyable. So uh, as far as getting, uh, you know, seeing a piece of history and playing through what was all the, the you know, the big phase and basically the game that single handedly kickstarted off what is known as esports today, you know, uh you know, the price of admission only being $15 or, you know, free, if you like the fact that... uh. You know, want to go with the original graphics. As far as the the visual upgrades for the remastered, I will say they're significant and they are they do look pretty nice. But they are no by by means not necessary at all. They're they're just kind of there, just like Ken said. They're you know, there's nice little shiny window dressing, more or less. Every character, every unit, uh, everything just controls exactly the same way. Their animation canceling and all that jazz still works exactly the same. So yeah, I mean. Either way, I think this is an excellent time or excellent opportunity to play through a bit of history. You know, see one of the greatest games ever made in action and see how far Blizzard has come as far as uh, a developer goes in terms of like their CG, especially. Because if you look at like any CG uh, animation that they, Blizzard puts out now, it is the best of the best. But looking at StarCraft, it's like, oh, man, this was considered amazing at the time. But you look at it now and it's just funny. It's it's almost comical, but it's still pretty great. So, uh, yeah, that's the StarCraft. Uh, I don't think I'm going to play too much more of it as far as uh, just like the multiplayer goes, because it takes way too much time to really get back into form to uh, get good at that game. But uh, still, really enjoyable. I'm also playing Lawbreakers for review. And uh, I chose this game not so much because I was particularly interested in it, I was more curious than interested. Because this is a game that was getting not not getting a lot of praise from critics or getting a a huge following, so I wanted to see what the game was about and see what what it kind of was, really. Because I didn't, you know, Cliffy B has been kind of talking shit about other games for years now, and this is the game that he kind of put up with. And um, honestly, I'm not impressed. I'm really not impressed.
1: I I played it too.
2: Yeah, what? Do you, give me your impressions of that quickly, uh, Ken. Like, what do you think?
1: I feel like if that game mm-hmm. was a deathmatch game, it would be a shit ton better because it's. It feels like he tried to make Overwatch or something, you know, an objective-based shooter mm-hmm. with Unreal tournament controls.
2: Ye- yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: And I, I, you know, when I was playing, like the actual objectives of the game seem very... I, I don't know the best word to put this. They seem very... I, I don't... It's hard yeah. to tell what's going on because the game mm-hmm. moves so fast and it, and most players don't even focus on the actual objective when you're playing. It's more fun to frag people when floating through the air than it is trying to put the ball in a
2: goal. Yeah, especially when the goal is constantly talking in Morty's voice for whatever reason. I think that's pretty distracting. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I will say is that what they try to do when you have a hero shooter, you have to have the heroes be distinct. You need to have them feel different enough. You need you need to have them look differently enough to the point where you see a character on a map and they're coming towards you just by looking at them, you know exactly what they are and what they're capable of. Yeah. But with the graphics engine and the art style that they've gone with. I can hardly tell any character from each other at all, especially with these really dumb cosmetic things that are not really impactful anyway. So like when I see a character, it's like, oh, this person is this. I should react accordingly, you know, this accordingly. And that's very, very difficult to do because the characters look very generic. And they're not very inspired in what they do either, as far as their characters go. And there are certain characters that are more interesting than the others. I think the one with the tether, uh, especially, is my favorite to play so far. Because the way that works in Zero-G Gravity is really fun. But it was really odd, because playing this on controller feels weird and kind of bad. Because they decided to put Blindfire on the D-pad down. And that's a really terrible idea because you need to use the blind fire to prepare yourself in zero G. It's like an essential part of movement. So imagine trying to navigate yourself while having to press a down D-pad while you have to shift your right thumb into the left analog stick in order to kind of maneuver where you're going forward. So I had to change the control scheme around so that the the blind fire went on L1. But by default, it's on D-pad down, which is the dumbest thing I've seen in a long time. And also, the game has eight maps, but every single mode in that game is played on every single map. And it is not balanced well to the point where you can play that. Like You can play a bliss ball match where you have to take the ball and put it into the goal. And there are certain maps where you can put pick up the ball and put it in the goal in like three seconds. And there's almost nothing you can do to stop it. And these maps are not clearly designed not to be You know, able to be played for all these, but because they only have three maps, they have to have them, you know, all in the rotation. And also, the biggest downside, I think, of this game is that this is a skill based shooter. There's a ton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's every single character is different in their mobility and the things that they do with their skills, their ultimates, and everything. Uh, All the maps are different, and learning the movements in Zero G is complicated, especially because your movement, changes between the characters you had. There is not a single tutorial in this game. Yeah,
1: I I had a real issue with that. Like there's literally quick match and private match and that's
2: it. Yeah, that's it. That is one of the dumbest things. How can you put out a skill-based shooter and then not put a single tutorial into your game? That what kind of an oversight? Who said that was okay? Cliffy B. Like I guess, you know, but I mean I mean he fucked up. The thing is, on on PC, <laughs> They put out like videos and stuff like that for tutorial, and there is actually like a mode that you have. They they added it in like a recent patch or something, where you can kind of try out some of the mobility, like sliding and shooting and stuff like that. It's it's just kind of put in there. It's not particularly good, but it's better than nothing. But on on the PS4 and Xbox One, it doesn't exist. It's not up there it's yet. It's
1: not on Xbox.
2: Yeah, yeah. So no, I mean, the I game, understand the game
1: itself is not. Oh, it's. Really? It's not on Xbox? No, that that was a big controversy online, is that they decided to go console, PS4 only, and he said it was a business decision, and then he made fun of all the Xbox people because they were upset about it. And and that's the kind of attitude with Cliffy B that I take issue with, is that yeah. when somebody criticizes decisions that he makes, he just makes fun of them. And it, It's kind of like, you know what? You made one of the best shooters, third and first person. You know, you worked on two of those games, but doesn't give you a right to be a dick.
2: No, no, it's a, it's su- it certainly doesn't make you invaluable either. Given no. the, given how, where Gears of War is now and what lawbreakers has come out to be, and uh, the lack of support, the lack of player base, um, it's when you when you play the game, it feels evident that there is a lot of talented people involved in the creation of this game, and there is something there. Once you get good. The things that, you, things that you can do in this game are totally unique to this game alone, right? Just by zipping along in zero G, like doing doing like kind of like jetpack jumps forward, blind firing behind you to attack the enemy behind you while propelling yourself forward, and then doing all these crazy mobility and skill-based stuff to work with your team. Uh, but getting there is nearly impossible because they don't tell you how to play the game. One and two, because of the way the game actually looks and functions, and the way these maps are designed, they're not. Fa- they don't facilitate your playstyle to kind of improve over time. You just kind of shoot at dudes until he- hopefully he dies and not you. And that's not that's not the way this game was meant to be played at all. So I don't know. I gotta say I'm pretty disappointed. I was expecting more from this game because the way he was talking about it uh, seemed like he was trying something wholly new. And like you said, Ken. He basically tried to appease the the uh, Overwatch community by throwing it into a hero, you know, throwing all these hero abilities and stuff, and it doesn't really do that much to the game at all uh, oh. as far as variety goes. So, I'm going to play a couple more hours into it cuz I think, you know, only having played about 3 hours of the game is not not sufficient enough for me to really give the final word at that point. But my first impression wasn't very good and um I don't know. As I, as I get better with the game, I'm finding myself enjoying it a little bit more, but all these little nitpicks in here and there, and uh, it's just eh.
1: I feel, like I, could, I feel like I could come back to that game when they throw in Deathmatch and Team Deathmatch, because I feel mm-hmm. like that's what I want out of a game that moves that fast and is that skill-based. Right. I, I, I just don't want to do objective stuff in playing like Unreal. I just don't.
2: Yeah. Not to, not to mention if you like a, a favorite game mode, Let's say you, you love playing, um, like uplink or something like that, which is a good mode in that game. You can't just play that mode. Nope. You go to you go to quick play. You get into a random roster of game modes, and you just have to pray that the game mode that you want to play. I've gotten to I've opened up the game many a times, and then the game mode that I least likely like to play is Blitzball. Yeah. And I've gotten Blitzball five times in a row. It's
1: it's also worth noting that if you like a particular character, you may not get to pick them when you play because they do two sides. Uh huh. And granted, the classes are on both sides, but they're different characters.
2: Yeah, they they look different and uh, they do some things differently. As yeah, well.
1: I I I don't know. There's there's just a lot of decisions that this game makes that I don't like.
2: Yeah, a lot of it can be patched. You know, a lot of it can be additionally added after as far as the tutorial goes. But we don't we don't review games that exist in the future. We, re- we review them as they are now. Yeah. And the the game that I'm playing now is not compelling at all. I'll like,
1: I'll be very interested to see what this game does because like you said, the player base right now at launch when it should be the mm-hmm. highest is extremely low.
2: Yeah, I have heard about that and uh that's kind of alarming for a game that is only multiplayer. Yep. So just keep that in mind if you decide to purchase this <laughs> and game. And there's there's no bots, so <laughs> another another odd decision. If right? the player
1: if the player base dies, uh that game's pretty much fucked, so.
2: Yeah, we might uh might as well just have called it Battleborn 2 while you're at it. Oh, oh, oh. uh the other game that I I've, I've been playing, uh well we talked about it last week. Um Ken, your 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 praise for Agents of Mayhem got me to rent the game. And uh I don't like anything about that game at all. <laughs> Like, literally nothing about that game is good to me. I'm still having a great
5: time playing that game. There is something wrong with you, Jay. I'm sorry. There
2: there might be. I've never denied this fact. But at the same time, when I play this game, first of all, nobody warned me that this game runs like shit on PS4 Pro. It runs like Like, shit on all three.
1: It runs like shit on all three. I mean, by comparison, uh, saying it runs like shit is hyperbole to me because it's perfectly playable, but... When a game can't lock itself at 30 frames a second, yeah. there's an issue. Yeah.
2: There's a major issue, especially for a game like that where there's a lot of things happening on screen at once and you have to really kind of dodge and do all sorts of... It's a very kinetic game, so not being able to hit 30 consistently is a huge issue. Uh, so, And that... I don't like the humor at all. I'm sorry, it feels very poorly written. Like, okay, there's a guy named Hollywood. He makes a bunch of, you know... Uh, Hollywood jokes. He's like, oh, it's showtime. Oh, he's like, "A cut. Oh, it's all so funny. Laugh. Where's the laugh track? And then there's, like, this Spanish lady, and then she's like, oh, she's gonna, she's gonna throw in some bad Spanish words here, and then she's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta frack some pandejos. and I was like, ah, fuck me. Fuck me, sideways. No thanks. I played about an hour of that game, and I was done. Uninstalled it, returned it. Bye. Um... A game that I did enjoy was. Uh, did you guys hear of a game called Darkwood? <laughs> Darkwood. No. Darkwood. I've never. Darkwood. I have never
1: heard of a game. No, called I have dark, not. Darkwood.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, Darkwood. I, I, I get where the humor comes from, but you know, come on, <laughs> come on. That's yeah, not. not. Let's not, let's not uh, get that juvenile. I'm,
1: I'm channeling Beavis and ButtHead because I feel like that's appropriate right now.
2: He said okay. wood.
1: You said wood.
2: What is that What is that TV show that something would? Deadwood? Uh, is it Deadwood? Yeah, Deadwood, it's Deadwood, the, right? Western yeah. The, the Western game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that was popular, but I never watched it. It's over
1: now. It, it, apparently, it only ran like, well, like four or five seasons or something like that? That's pretty long
4: for a so uh, long show. Yeah, yeah long but nowadays.
1: I mean, I for like super popular shows, run uh, upwards of ten, so...
2: How many seasons did Breaking Bad had? Like, six, right? Seven? Uh, Seven? Six, six, I think. And that was one of the most popular shows of all time. It right? should have
1: only ran five. I'm going to be real honest about that. Really? I kind of like the last season. I think it ended perfectly in five. But... Mm. I mean, I still enjoyed six. Six was a good mm. season. But I, I felt like it was cliche. You knew what was going to happen. I'm not. Maybe. Gonna, I'm not going to spoil it, obviously,
2: but... I don't know. But anyway, uh, Dark Woods is a game that won on like Early Access ages ago. It's a survival, top-down game with the atmospheric horror kind of deal. And that hits all the check notes of, like, oh, it's, it's another one of those kind of games, right? And I, I agree, there's a lot of these kind of games. But when, actually, when the game actually comes out of Early Access, I oftentimes check them out because horror games is one of my favorite genres, and, you know. So this one in particular is interesting because it has this incredibly oppressive atmosphere. So you're you're kind of stuck in these wood woods, and uh, they're very dark. You know, there's uh, not a lot of light, to be, <laughs> not a light to be had. And one of the things that it does because the top down, um, top down isometric kind of game. So. Your vision cone is very very limited. So what you can see, even though you can see other areas, if you're not actively in line of sight of them, you have no idea what's actually there. Uh, and the, and the way they use that visual cone in a lot of like really creative ways is uh is pretty 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 horrifying because even though you can see a room, you know, like two you know, two rooms ahead of you, you can hear the sounds, right? You can hear the whispers, you can hear the noises that everything makes, but you can't see them. And that actually adds a huge factor into the, uh, into the atmosphere and also the horror effect because what you don't see oftentimes terrify you a lot more than what you can. And the, the way the survival w- aspect works is that your resources are very, very, very limited and everything you use breaks over time. So even if you have, like, a torch that you can kind of fend off enemies with, a couple of squacks, you know, and then uh, it'll, it'll break. So you have to really keep on track. And also, being outside in nighttime means you're basically dead, because there are things in the woods that come out at night that you just can't defend yourself against, because there are too many, they're too strong. So you have to barricade yourself into these, like, living quarters that you kind of make over time, and... um You have to also have some power in order to keep the lights on inside the place, or they'll just break in and just kind of destroy everything too. So, so you have to always be on the lookout for gasoline, so you can power up the generator. You have to barricade your windows and doors at nighttime, and you have to kind of basically survive each night. And the game progresses, and you try to you start to figure out what actually happened in this world. What what are these like dark forces that's kind of engulfing all the all the all the denizens of the world, kind of business. So it's it's very interesting. Um it's out on PC now. I think it's like 20 bucks or something like that. But um yeah, as far as these early access like horror centric games goes, this one in particular was pretty impressive and I'm I look forward to playing more of it. And uh, that's basically it. All right. So I'll move on to John, Big John, Big John Stud.
5: Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um <laughs> So, I'm going to completely disagree with Jay. Okay. Um, Respectfully so.
0: Um,
5: I am with Ken on this. There are certainly some issues with this game. Uh, The main one being driving. Yeah, driving
1: sucks in that game. (laughs) It's
5: it's fine when you're not on a mission. So, for me, if I want to get from A to B, just uh, get to a point on the map. Um, then I hop in the car And that, that's fine As soon as it's mission based It's like They increase the amount of cars on the road And Like some of the missions for the driving stuff Is like Chase this person down And Destroy them You know Knock into them to to, to to damage them And It's Like on the first mission It was like Use your square button to boost So I did I was right behind them Use my square Button to boost and the car in front increased the speed I went increased at. So it was like they literally were the same distance in front of me at the end of the base. It's like, what's the point? That seems absolutely daft. Considering the driving in Saints Row was pretty good, I- I'm surprised that that's an issue. Uh, but that is really the only gameplay style uh, issue that I have. Uh, I love the humour. I love the characters. Um They start you off with... Uh, three solid ones, Hollywood, um, Fortune, and uh, Heart attack It's not long before we start opening them up. I've got, like, five now, and they all play slightly differently. So they've all got different types of weapons. Uh, some of them re- uh, have to reload. Some, uh, like, Fortune's dual pistols, you kind of – you can't reload them, but they will run out of ammo eventually – a they, they just they just,
2: can... they just overheat is what they what they do
5: kind of yeah, yeah. Um, but you've got uh, I think Rima or Rama I can't remember her name uh, she's got uh, like a bow and arrow good for long r- range um, and there's I think twelve in total or there's only ten spaces unlocked where the heroes are so I don't know if two are like DLC
1: no they're um, they're just part of the story that I think
5: oh so. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I I do, as I say, I like the humour. I think it's very sort of 80s cartoon style humour with a little bit racier, obviously. Um, I don't like the fact that it takes six button presses to open your map, mark some omission as active and go out of your map. That seems super daft. I'm not sure why the map isn't like a quick icon that or a quick uh quick button press you have to press the touchpad you have to select map you have to we have to move it to map select map find your uh where you want to go point of interest then you have to back out twice to get back to the main screen that seems over complicated and, and unnecessary um but i I like the combat side of things i think the the movement of the game and the shooting is really well done um the story well it's for me it's entertaining enough there's nothing there that's going to
2: it seems to harken back to the gi joe cartoons in the 80s cuz that's mm, what the visual yeah. animation looks like right and the super yeah. villains oh, and, they, you know obviously
1: yeah they even do the when you when you transport back to the arc they mm-hmm. even do a, the more you know thing like they, new, they'll, of yeah, they'll give you the they'll give oh, you a yeah. little tip, no. and then they'll be like, "Agents of here.
5: <laughs> and I like those touches. I think it's it's kind of cool. Uh, there's certainly a lot going on, so you've you unlock new aspects uh, and new gameplay mechanics as you level up your characters. They kind of they they drip feed you some new stuff, which is is kind of cool. So you're not overwhelmed straight away. Uh, I'm now to a point where I think I've got pretty much most things unlocked. The only thing I don't know what how to do is to replay a mission. Because in the mission screen, there's no option for it. It's very weird. I'm not sure where you have to go for that, or whether I have to wait till I'm like level 20 on one of my characters to unlock it. It's very bizarre. Because I know you can replay missions. But I'm not sure how that's done. I I, I, never, I never do that, so I have no why, idea. Why
2: do you want to replay the mission in the first place, John? Because
5: You get your three characters that you can swap between. Mm -hmm. If you complete a mission, they level up. Your other characters do not. So you want to go in and replay them with the other characters to help level them up as well. So if.
2: They just uh, kind of grind out some levels, kind of deal?
5: Uh, There's there's also other ways of doing it. So you can. There's lots of side missions. So uh, rescue hostages, uh, uh, like uh, traversal stuff. So chase. Through these checkpoints very crackdowny, um, but you can get xp from doing those but the best way of doing especially as um, you ramp up the difficulty because it puts a xp multiplier on is redoing missions because you get a lot of xp for that there's also got 15 levels of difficulty and that's quite cool it goes up to like you can 75 uh, percent extra xp and and uh, money uh, if you ramp it all the way up, you can only pick those difficulties once you've leveled Carriage up to a certain level, because uh, it's not going to let you do those when you're going to get completely annihilated. But I'm I'm enjoying it. You uh, should also a,
1: a, you should also level up. Uh, I don't know if you have her yet. The girl with the the machine gun with the cigar that lights it as her mayhem move.
5: Yes, her um, her
1: team boost is XP boost. So
5: yes, I've re- I've got that at nine at the moment. Yeah, so yeah. Like, oh, well, one more point to get into it, um, and I like that as well. You've got different characters have different um, upgrade trees. They can also, once you've unlocked the ability, you have you can uh, find schematics for what they call Legion Tech, and that is buffs that you can put onto their skills, and they can be moved about as you move the skills about. I also like the fact that there's a little bit of a backstory going on there with because you're up you're the agents of mayhem and you're up against the legion of pride and it's early on that you find out that there's also a legion of gluttony and more than likely a legion for each of the sins and it's like this expanding world that you kind of get snippets of and I like the conversations between your characters even though you know, you can't see them, when you've got certain team members in, they'll talk to one another like, I think it's very jolly, I like it um, I also like Pierce is there Pierce is really good I think his uh, submachine gun's really, really good at close range Yep, and, and soon you'll be able to play I'm Johnny
1: Gat if you didn't pre-order it
5: I did pre-order and didn't get Johnny Gap because Johnny Gat wasn't available in the UK
1: Oh, he's a uh, GameStop exclusive right now, sorry
5: uh, yeah, fucking, so I, fucking
1: I, retailer exclusive bullshit.
5: It, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just sick of this. I mean, I got it on PSN, and I thought, well, that's going to, you know, get on PSN, the store for the console. Nope, I got some, I got some costumes which were, they sort of poke fun at Marvel and some comic books, which is quite funny. Uh, but I thought, well, I'll probably get the Johnny Gap DLC because I'm pre-ordering it from, from the PSN store. Uh, apparently it's not even available in the UK. And um, that's ridiculous.
2: So when uh, GameStop goes out of business, we won't have to deal with that anymore, right? So that's nice. No, no
5: you, you, you will
1: are. still have to deal with that. <laughs> It'll probably have, be like Amazon. Amazon, it, I mean, it, it's Amazon, Best Buy. Everybody's guilty of it. I don't know why everybody always you know singles out GameStop. They're all fucking guilty of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: It's, it's, a, it's a practice that needs to stop. Because I like the idea of playing as johnny gat i like that character in saints row and i'm gonna have to pay for it if i want to yeah because it'll no doubt come out come to the uk in. if i I was playing as
2: johnny gat from the very beginning i would have played that game for a lot longer i bet
5: johnny Gat, he's the best he's
2: he's a great character yeah (laughs) i'm that guy
5: it's it's super frustrating that that's i mean i wouldn't mind if it was a skin If it was a skin for one of the characters you've got no biggie but when it's actually a playable character with his own uh, set of skills and weapons. That's a bit much because, unless I missed it, because I did check with Game, which is obviously the UK's version of the GameStop, they didn't have it um, exclusive to them. Yeah, so from, from, from what I miss-
1: understand, it is it is one hundred percent GameStop exclusive. He will be available, I guess, probably a month or so
5: after the game launches. When no one's when no one's playing it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because you know there'll be a fuck ton of other games out.
5: Brilliant. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by it. It's kind of nice to play a Crackdown-esque game. Oh, don't Saint spoil Roy. the news, John. Don't spoil the news. <laughs> All right, I'll keep up But a Crackdown-esque game um, with with Saints Row trimmings. And it is, I think, the he is very Saints Row. Hey, wait,
2: but, John, with, with Crackdown, you know, coming out this year, I mean, why did you have to, you know, break, break the flow? And then, shush, I, and then, you I know. Shush. Break,
1: I didn't break the name. Also, <laughs> I, I I will admit, I want triple jumps in more games now.
5: I triple jump's quite cool. I mean, again, <laughs> just, um, I, it would be nicer if it wasn't so buggy on some of them, because with Crackdown, you had the ability to... You, you jumped increased as your agility went up and that was you know when you got was super powerful that was really good cool. you could jump over buildings uh same with saints Row uh four with this one you've got the triple jump and i sometimes find i'm getting caught on building edges and i'm finding it yeah. little tricky and that's a shame but it's it's only a small grope i i in regards to the traversal uh, i do like the fact that you have got things to find around the map like the cores and the the, the chests um it's it's a good game. I'm I'm pleased. It's what I, it's it's truthfully.
1: I think it's just what I needed right now. It's just stupid. It's, it is
5: yeah. It's stupid fun. Absolutely. Um, so I played uh, a lot of that. I have also been playing a little bit of Thumper for the Xbox One. Um, that game is Thumper. Uh, I talked about it last week. It was under embargo at the time. Ridiculous because uh, it's already been out for months. But um, that game continues to be thumper. It's it's a good game if you like rhythm games. I like their style. Did you say that it.
2: game that game continues to be thumper.
5: Yeah, in the fact that it's been out <laughs> for okay. like three months on other platforms, it continues to be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, just ridiculous as there was an embargo on it. Uh, it's if you like rhythm games, this one's different, and I like its style. It's kind of it's like a grimy style to it, and. I find that whereas with things like uh, rapper, the rapper and and rock band, the actions that you are doing is in reflection of the music that is being played Uh, with thumper. It's kind of, it makes it feel the other way around so that you are influencing the music by the actions that you are doing, even though you're not, it's how it's weird to explain, but that's how it kind of feels. So it's kind of cool. Um, also played a little bit of sonic mania
1: yeah that game's real good that game it's
5: yeah that um, I, ca- I can't i can't support too much and i haven't played a huge amount laura's played way way more because i got her uh, the um the collector's edition because it was originally meant to come out before birthday It was gonna be a birthday present and she so got to play um so she's got the collector's edition um, she went and bought it on Switch anyway, because she wanted it on the Switch. Um, so I she gave me the code that came in it for the PS4. And there's some real nice touches to that game. Again, I'm not going to spoil it because there's stuff in there that when it happened, I was like, wow, that's awesome. So I'm going to leave that there. But are are people game... really
2: that afraid of spoilers from a Sonic game? There, it's point? it's it's
1: nostalgia. There are things mm. that you don't know about like specifically I don't know if you've beat it yet John but the end of the chemical plant zone. No. Uh yes, I have
5: done that. Yeah,
1: done that like when when that happened I was like, "Oh shit." Yeah. Yeah, and I and it's
5: like it's only a little thing, but it's it's so cool. That game is and um, it deserves all the praise it's getting. My only concern is that all of that goodwill is going to be shot to shit when Forces comes out because, let's face it, that isn't going to be as good as this. Um But fair play to them. This is a Sonic game that Sonic fans have been wanting to wait a long time for it, and it is a true Sonic sequel. It is made with so much love. You Clearly, these guys just live and breathe Sonic, and it is... In everything that every tiny detail, every decision that they've made, it's that love that shines through. I hope that game does super, super well.
1: It's only twenty bucks,
5: and yeah, it's super cheap. <laughs> it's, it's such a good. It's like I, it, they've got. How do they? How can they nail what Sega have not been able to do in years? It's it's just incredible. Well done. Yep, that's what I say. Um, and I think that's about it. I can't remember much else that I've played this week, because I've been away uh, most of the week, so um, uh, I've not really had a a huge amount of time to to play much.
3: All right. We'll go
1: on to the one, bird. You still there?
3: Oh, I'm still here. All right. I'm just listening and taking it all in. Taking it all in. Yeah. So, um, I've actually played quite a bit this week. Um, I, um... Started playing Injustice two. Hmm. Um playing this through the single player there. It's um it's Injustice. Yeah. Um, how
1: about them facial animations Oh, Holy shit.
3: Really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really good. Um it's pretty incredible what they've managed to pull off. I mean I know it's a fighting game, but still it looks phenomenal. Yeah. Um, But uh, the, the bulk of my time, oh, I'll mention real quick, um, I've still been playing uh, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World. They have added um, some new stuff in the latest sort of update um, since it's still in early access. Um, they've added the ability to use custom soundtracks, uh, custom theme songs basically for wrestlers. Um, and then they added something that had been in previous games that they weren't originally planning to add, but because of um, the amount of requests they got for it from um, uh, the community. Um, it's what they call S1 rules, um, which basically... I don't know how many of you guys remember K1, like the kickboxing league, K1. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so S1 was Fire Pro's version of K1, and um, so they, they've added a new game mode, essentially, or a new uh, set of match rules um, that are basically kickboxing rules. So there's no grappling, there's no running. um, You can only use attacks, basically, um, which they had in some of the old games. And like I said, they weren't originally planning to add it, but they've added it into this one, which is, it's a nice touch.
1: So the Um, the real question is, did they add KRS-One?
3: They did not add KRS-One. Fuck. They did not. I know. I'd have bought it. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, uh, I don't know what KRS. I,
1: I, I most of the people listening probably don't know what KRS one yeah. is. Yeah, he's a rapper from yeah. like the eighties. Yeah. Uh, right.
3: Okay. Um. So the uh, but most of my time this week was spent on my brand new Nintendo Switch.
1: Oh, welcome to well, the club, brother. Uh,
3: and uh, yeah, so my uh, my son was the first one to purchase a game for the system, <laughs> uh, and he wanted Arms. So, we bought ARMS. And uh, I tell you what, I know, you know, and Ken, I know your um, criticism of the game was that there's just not much to do. Yeah. Um, which I'll agree with, but I tell you what, playing two-player, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: it's fun. It's fun uh, even though there's not much to do, but it's still, yeah. it's
3: still really fun.
2: Yeah. Um, so, we've, uh, we've played a lot of
3: ARMS this
2: week. Ryan, uh, how, do you, how do you deal with multiplayer with your son? Do you, like, let him win sometimes, or does he just naturally win? um it depends on the game Mm -hmm. um i'm
3: usually with arms um like we just we just play normally and i win sometimes and he wins sometimes he's pretty good so i don't i don't really have to let him win very much um if i feel like i've if i feel like i've been beating him too many times in a row i might let him come back for a round um but, but usually usually we just play and um he beats me sometimes and i beat him sometimes
2: okay so there's some enjoyment to be had for you there too right oh
3: yeah sure okay yeah yeah cool. and he's i mean he's pretty good so he's he practices um he's practiced a lot on arms this week so nice. he's uh he's getting pretty good at it but um that game's a blast and um the other game that i bought for it which is my first experience with this game even though it's been on a million different platforms, was uh, Shovel Knight. (gasps) Oh, finally! (laughs) Nice. Um, And uh, we actually played that co-op as well. And that is hard as balls co-op. Yeah. Uh, Really freaking hard co-op. To the point that my son was finally like, Dad, I don't really want to play this anymore. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I said, no, I get it. Because we were at that part in the um, uh, King Knight area. Where you got to hit the books and it makes the disappearing platforms appear. Yep, uh, that part's almost impossible co-op. Yeah, there's a um, lot of that
1: game. There's especially the last stage where this it's uh, auto-scrolling. That co-op is oh my fu- oh.
3: Yeah, I believe it. So I don't know that we'll play that co-op again. It'll probably just be me playing through it now. Um, but man, that game is a blast, and it's a perfect kind of callback. To all the games that i used to love to play when i was a kid so um it's awesome it's I fantastic play- yeah it's
4: got yeah. everything in it it's got fucking castlevania Duck it's Tales. got mario ducktales everything yep
3: yep yep absolutely um i love the um i love the concept of fishing down bottomless pits <laughs> uh i just think that's a that's a great concept Um, so yeah, I've played, um, a lot of that this week. My plan is to play a lot more of that going forward. I have, um, I've given up on, um, Shadows of Mordor. (laughs) I finally realized that I was forcing myself to play it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't want to. And I I finally just said, you know what? I don't have enough time to be forcing myself to play stuff that I don't really want to play. Yep. Um, so I stopped. And uh, I don't feel bad about it. Um, I started to play um, Just Cause on the PlayStation and then realized that all my DLCs on the Xbox. So I'm just going to play it on the Xbox. <laughs> uh, I was just having to buy the DLC on the PlayStation. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And I've, I found myself um, getting drawn back in or wanting to get drawn back into uh, Elder Scrolls Online. So I'll probably play some of that here in the next week or so as well.
0: Well,
1: I'll wrap it up. Um, Talked about a few things. Talked about Lawbreakers. Talked about Agents of Mayhem. Sonic Mania. I've spent a lot of time playing all those games. I did finally try out EVE Valkyrie in VR. Oh, yeah. Um, That that game is fun. Uh, The shooting is really good. The space shooting is really good. The movement I was fine with. Until you do a barrel roll, and I just about fucking vomited all over
2: myself. <laughs> oh man, barrel roll and VR—I didn't even think about that. Oh man, left. Does it is like, happen really fast, or is it no? Like no, it's
1: just the movement is like oh, man. so. Like the touch controllers, you can you can. Uh, there's triggers. There's two triggers, just like a normal controller, and the ones near your index finger. The, the, the left and right, they, they barrel roll left and right, so like I'm just flying around in the tutorial, and I'm like, oh, what do the triggers do? And I hit it, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> well,
5: apparently, uh, travel sickness pills can help with that.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I, I still think, though, it's one of those things, like, the more I did it, the more I got used to it, and then I was okay.
0: Yeah. So,
1: I just kind of took it slow, I would barrel roll a little bit here and there, and then, you know, just kind of you know, dive into it a little harder, and I, I, I kind of got accustomed to it, and then I wasn't so sick, but like, even like, the, the boost out of the tunnel didn't bother me. It was cool! Like, like it felt really cool to do that, um, but a space shooter in VR, Wombold, you would be in heaven. That that shit's, like, amazing. Um, I checked out Icy, because it hit PS4. Am
2: yeah, I, the, um, Chinese game, right? Yeah. That game's... Yeah, heard of that. that game's kind of bland. Uh, the the major selling point of the game isn't just the combat, it's the, the way the narration works, and how that game changes depending on what you do and what you decide not to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, like, especially at the beginning, the, the, where it asks you, like, did you take off the mask? I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and then it, like, reboots the game, and then it goes to, like, a DOS prompt or whatever. Like that stuff's interesting, but like the levels, I have the same problem with the Drew had with Sundered. Like the levels just felt like copy pasted into each other, and they just they were kind of boring.
2: Did yeah. you get the uh, was a dashing mobility thing that lets you basically dash infinitely?
1: No, I haven't got the dash and in, uh, the infinite dash yet.
2: Yeah, when you get that the level changes a lot cause okay. you can literally fly everywhere and anywhere so you can just do as you see fit. I, and that's when the game really opens up.
1: I, I do like the combat in the game. I think it's fun. It it's it feels it feels very deep even though it's only 2D. Yeah. Um and I do like the parry although I I suck at the timing of the parry very badly. I I do like the art style. I just I don't know. I just I feel like the game's just kind of bland like I'm playing it and I'm just like I, I just don't really care. I don't know.
2: Okay, it's, I guess it's an impression. The, the thing that really sold me on that game in particular is when I... When the, what, what happened is that you would go into a screen, right? And the, narr- uh, the narrator would start saying something that you're going to do in the future. So like, okay, I see, took care of these enemies and w- uh, quickly went towards our objective, right? So if you start meandering in that screen and start going backwards, the narrator would actually comment on the fact that you're not doing what he's saying. And then he starts getting angry with you. And you start messing with the narrator actively, and uh, that, that gets... Who's playing what game <laughs> really, really vigorously <laughs> right now. Somebody's, somebody's pounding it. Nobody.
1: Yeah. What, it's Drew!
2: Drew, what the fuck are you playing, Drew? Nothing. Certainly not uh, Zero Time Dilemma because there's way too much button matching for that. Mm-hmm. What are you playing? Can't tell you. Oh. East. Okay, got it. That's a lot of button mashing for sure. Uh, yeah. No, you said no.
4: No, I said yeah. Okay,
2: uh, yeah. Uh, but man, why do you got to have the controller so close to your fucking mic anyway? I'm muting now. Yeah, yeah good job. <laughs> uh, I, I completely lost our. Train it, of.
1: We're talking about icy. Yeah, the narrator reminds me a lot of like yeah. Bastion. yeah.
2: Like, he, yeah, yeah.
1: he'll comment when you fall if into the, a pit. If the
2: Bastion narrator was an asshole and wanted yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Because this, guy yeah. this
1: guy's very dry, and yeah, I get it. it, it it's fine. I mean, it's, it's not a bad game. It's just, it's very forgettable for me, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I also tried to play some more Hellblade. I just don't think I'm in the mood for that right now. It's very one-note. You know, it's walk forward, solve a simple puzzle, kill a couple guys. Um mm-hmm the story of course is is, is extremely interesting but I, I don't know i just i don't think i'm in the mood for that game right now Something yeah that's
2: like, that's a tough game to really cuz it really puts you in the shoes of this individual uh, yeah so you have to be in the right state of mind to play that game in particular so i I totally understand what you mean
1: yeah i'm going to put that one on the back burner for a little while and come back to it when i'm when i'm in the mood for more story driven games so mm. uh and then the thing i played uh, a lot of over the last couple of weeks is Madden. Um, so I'll kind of break this down. That they've got a story mode in this year's game. Uh, it's called Long Shot. It's uh, the story of a kid who was a high school football player. Um, he played a little bit of college ball but then left when his dad died, and now he's trying to get into the NFL, which is kind of the story. It's interesting in some aspects, but it also feels disjointed in a lot of aspects. Like, the the story doesn't seem to flow very well. Um, I do like the character. I think he's the best part of that story. Um, I think the actual gameplay of
2: the story mode kind of sucks. What is the gameplay in a story mode for Madden? Isn't it just Madden? <clears throat> no, so... You will have these flashbacks
1: where you play high school and college games, and those yeah. are madden. The rest of it is oh it's, it's example Arbor. please uh well, I'm gonna go into it, so one of them is a quiz game <laughs> where okay. you're sitting down with like a coach and he's gonna ask you questions about play calling, so he's gonna be like, "Um, in this picture, where is the safety <laughs> and I'm like. I know this because I watch football, but if somebody came into this playing this game, who the fuck knows who the safety is if you
2: don't watch football? Yeah, but who's going to play Madden that doesn't watch football?
1: There may be some people that are interested in a story mode. There's people who watch football. I'm not necessarily mean watch football. I mean watch football religiously. Okay. There are people who watch football who can tell you, hey, Tom Brady's a good quarterback, but they're not going to know who the fucking middle linebacker is. You know that's what about
2: the, that's, that's the guy on the side that gives you the water, right? Because yeah, you know, it's it's you know, it's okay, Adam cool. Sandler because H two O
1: nice. is better. <laughs> but it, it's it, they're really weird, like quiz things like asking you, like there's even some of them I didn't know, and I watch a shitload of football. And then there's the memorization game, where the coach is going to give you a play. And if you know anything about football, plays are usually broken down into four things. They give you four calls. And the calls are usually, like if you're the quarterback, the first two are the receiver, the third is the tight end, the fourth is the coverage, or whatever, or something like that. And he'll say the call, and then you have to guess, you you have to remember it. So it's like Simon says. And then there's the quick time events, where you're pulling off a play to impress somebody, and you have to press the button presses. It's not hard, it's just really boring. So, the story is not... It's also buggy as shit. Did I mention that? There's a scene where your character and his buddy are in a truck, and in my game, the fucking truck wasn't there. So they were sitting in midair, floating through the <laughs> screen. It's
2: classicy. That
4: actually sounds awesome.
1: It, it was kind of all. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of awesome watching these two guys float across the, the road. It was pretty great.
5: It's it's a bit weird because the experience I had with the journey, which is FIFA's version, um, was flawless. Um, it was it was you didn't have like quizzes or anything like that. You had. Um, like Mass Effect style. uh, Oh, there's that too, Like where
1: where somebody says something and then you've got to respond in a certain amount of time. There's that too, and that reports on your scouting report, so like, if you make a bad decision, it reports on you, well, this kid's lazy, he doesn't do the. you know. But I don't know that that extra, that ever actually did anything. I don't know if it
5: did. I mean, you made decisions like which um, uh, team you went out to loan on, um, uh, in, in, in FIFA, but there certainly wasn't any technical glitches, uh, that I, uh, that I found anyway. Um, it's weird, cause it's running the Frostbite, isn't it?
1: For the first time, Madden is running on Frostbite, and I will say that the long shot portion of the game is the only part that I have issues with. Cause the actual game itself is fucking beautiful. Um, Hmm. the lighting in the stadiums looks really good. Uh, player faces are hugely improved this year. Like, there are so many more player faces on, like, not even, like, um, star positions. So, like, in old Maddens, you know, they'd scan the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and the people that you would know. In this one, my fucking punter was scanned. (laughs) So, like, I see his face, I'm like, holy shit, that's, that's great. You know? Um, And the gameplay is great. They've added a bunch of, um, kind of new things. So, like, there's now, like, target passing, and, uh, cornerbacks play better routes and actually look back at the ball. And it's a lot harder to, you know, complete long passes downfield. Like, there are so many improvements on the gameplay side that most people will never notice, but they're really good. Um, the Frostbite engine looks really good. I'm, I cannot wait for this game to get patched. Um, because they're bringing HDR and 4K to both the PS4 and the Xbox One. Uh, obviously, the Xbox One won't be the patch won't be there until the X comes out, but the HDR will be there before then. And I truly can't wait to see the stadium lighting in HDR because it's just nice. it's it's really really pretty. And, and obviously, it's their first shot at the Frostbite engine for Madden. So I can't I can't imagine what next year's is going to look like. But even this year, it looks really really good. So I'm still very happy with the game. I'm still going to sink 50 to 60 hours in it like I do every year. But I just feel like the long shot stuff just it just didn't hit, man. I would much rather have like a road to the show mode where you play as a kid that just graduated high school, you go into college, and then you work your way up to the NFL. I would rather do that than...
5: Well, that's that's what the Thief Link was. It was like an up-and-coming star rising through a premier team.
1: In this one, the kid goes to the Combine and gets noticed by a TV show, and then he gets on a reality TV show. It's fucking dumb. I I don't like it at all.
2: Do you think it takes away from the game itself being a total package with this kind of half-baked single-player campaign kind of thrown in for the sake of it? Or do you think it just kind of exists there to make some people that, you know, wa- has wanted this for a long time? Is that? I think, think
1: it's just them taking a shot at something different because everything else is still in the game. The Ultimate Team right. is still there. The franchise is still there. Online leagues are there. Uh, they added co-op play to Ultimate Team, which is kind of cool. Uh, I wish they would bring back the co-op mode for regular games because that was the mode that I played a lot with uh, with Justin. But they still haven't brought that back. Um, but no, everything else is still there so
2: because it 's interesting to me because sports game in particular, you know how there has been kind of a revolution in the fighting game genre mm-hmm. with uh, a single player campaign being uh, almost an essential addition to the, uh, to, the, to the kind of overall package nowadays. Uh thanks to like Netherrealm and like ArcSys doing some really exceptional story modes in their games. But even more so than fighting games, it feels like sports games are mostly multiplayer focused or single player focused in a way where you're playing against bots and such. And uh this story mode feels I don't know, I don't I don't I don't really know a lot of people that really ask for it. Uh because well. I
3: think I I I would I would disagree in a couple instances. Um, I think Road to the Show that Ken mentioned um, Mm -hmm. has kind of set the standard for what a sports game single player career mode looks like.
2: When did that uh, start happening?
3: uh, Oh man, that was two thousand five.
2: Yeah, that was a long time ago, huh? Yeah,
3: yeah. And they've just kind of been around for a long time. They've just
2: kind of perfected it over the years. Yeah,
3: Mm. and and even the uh, the storyline. So not the last. Uh, NBA game but the NBA game before that um, the career mode was fantastic and um, you know there's there have been games that have done sports career mode um, which doubles as a story mode right yeah very well I don't I don't know why um, some of these games don't just be more blatant about copying it yeah uh, you know this there's no there's no real storyline in MLB the show although they tried to add some of that this year Um it's just it's just a hey take your person from the lowest rank of the league to the highest and you know play as one person and um i that's a that's a concept that could be repeated in literally every sports genre um so i don't know why more people don't do it
1: well madden had a mode like that and instead of perfecting that mode they went for the full on story mode starring this kid you know and I just yeah. feel like that was a step backwards. Just perfect the other mode. That's what I want to do. I want to create myself or somebody else mm-hmm. and take them from, you know, high school football to the NFL. That's what right. I want to do. So, I don't know. Okay. It's, it's. I mean, I'll still like I said, I'll still six- sink 60, 70 hours in this game uh, playing through different, because uh, f- I play franchise. I play my 16-game franchise and all that stuff. So, I'll still do that. But story mode just didn't hit me. Uh, but that's it. Uh, so let's talk about what is coming out this week. The Duck game is finally coming to consoles. Okay.
2: I heard that game was a lot of fun, a multiplayer game.
1: Yeah, I think it's PS4 this week. I think Switch is very soon and Xbox One
2: following it later. Is it local only or yes, online as well? it's only local. local. Only? Yeah. And these multiplayer games that are local only makes me... And the butthurt.
1: Yeah, I've, I'm still very sad that Overcooked doesn't have online because I would fucking I would play that with everybody.
2: Yeah, Overcooked is one of those games like you only really need one other person to play that. But Duck Game, no, you need like four. You or need five.
1: four for that, and it should yeah. be on, it
2: should be online. Totally. That, that's like the last time I had four of my friends at my house was like a year ago. It's just, like it's just so difficult to do. It's like uh, having one friend is like every you know every week, but that's way too many people to get for one local player match.
1: Uh Madden is out this week for everybody who doesn't have EA access. Uh, Swap Quest. Don't know what that is. Uh The Escapist Two. I swear to God I thought that game was out.
2: Um isn't that the prison game? Yeah, it's thing? the
1: prison simulation game. But I thought the sequel had already come out, but I guess it was just expansions, because this is the full on sequel. Mm. Uh, Thimbleweed Park is coming to PS4. That's cool. That's been out on Xbox and PC for a while. That's that
2: adventure game, right? The
1: Ron Gilbert adventure game.
2: I don't know who Ron Gilbert is. He
1: made like a bunch of the classic ones, like Maniac Mansion
2: and stuff. Uh, uh I heard good things about the game. Um, I like adventure games. I'm down to check it out sometimes.
1: Yeah. So, well, it's been out on PC for a while.
2: Yeah, yeah, but it's you know it came out around the time during the fucking apocalypse. Well, where I, all I the mean, games are coming out.
1: Well, what do you think this
2: is? Well, I don't know. I only have two things right now, so we'll see.
1: Uh, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, drops on Tuesday. Uh, Wolfenstein, The Two Pack. That's what it's called, The Two Pack. Not Tupac, Tupac, but The Two Pack. Yeah. Uh, F1 2017, which we have somebody reviewing that right now. Uh, Naruto, Shippuden, Ultimate Ninja Storm, Legacy. That's a mouthful.
2: They make uh, one of these games every year, right?
1: Every month. What are you talking about? uh Black Sea odyssey I think that's one of those adventure games that's been real popular on Xbox one they've made like five or six of them already uh, chroma gun which we have a review for that just turned in yesterday uh, masquerada songs and shadows
2: masquerada that's what it says not it's not masquerade
1: No, there's an A at the end of this. Masquerada? Masquerada. That's it Uh, Bleed, which is a shooter from Tiny Build, I think is who makes that. Uh, Absolute Drift, the Zen Edition, is coming to Xbox One. Uh, Battle of the Bulge. Spell Bulge. B-U-L-G-E.
2: Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Okay.
1: Uh, even Tide 2, The Sorcerer's Mirror. I know that's one of those point-and-click adventure games. Uh, the Mages of Mistralia.
2: That sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, the 2D- the new 2DS bundle featuring New Super Mario Bros. 2 drops this week. Uh, Minecraft Story Mode is coming to Switch alongside Thimbleweed Park.
2: That's that the first Minecraft season story mode, or second one? It's the
1: first one. It never came to Switch, so... Okay. And then I didn't know but Weed Park was coming to the Switch. That's pretty cool. Oh, PC time. Anything good? Anything good? There's there's a couple in here. Um, Destiny of Blood. How about that? That's pretty good. Um Polygonier?
2: Polygon year?
1: Yeah, e e r. Polygon year. Okay. Uh, here, here's something you'll never see: a game and its sequel launching in the same week. Sling Skull Zombies and Sling Skull Zombies Two. Same day.
4: Electric Boogaloo.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a weak week for PC. Funny names. Anyway, news. We apologize we record this before Xbox's Gamescom event, so whatever they announce, that's probably the hot news. Hot. Huh. But we'll talk
2: uh, about hot news, right?
1: It's the hots. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about what news we do have. Uh, Yakuza 6's release date has been confined.
2: You can't hear it, but I'm rubbing my hands as we speak.
1: Uh, March 20th, 2018. <laughs>
2: I've been giving out all the Yakuza games to Ken and Drew because I want them to get involved in the Yakuza series again, but uh, I'm taking that one.
1: Hey, feel free. I, I'm pretty sure by the time Drew is done with Kiwami and I was done with Zero, I, I I'm good taking a break from Yakuza for a while because that's a whole lot of game.
2: It is, um, it is a whole lot of game, but I don't know. It's, it's a lot of months from now, so maybe he'll be down for it then.
1: Uh, hey, you know how Sony doesn't like cross-play? I've heard. There's another game that the developer has the crossplay working internally, and guess who says no? <laughs>
2: Microsoft.
1: Nope. Sony. Uh, Ark developer, uh, the Ark Survival Evolved, the you know the dinosaur survival game. They have PS4, Xbox One crossplay working internally, and Sony will not allow them to release it. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bioware put out a statement yesterday. Uh, update on Mass Effect Andromeda. We will no longer be updating the game and there will be no more DLC.
2: Brilliant. Well, wasn't there like a season pass for that game or was there not? No, no, there was no? not. Okay. That's good. Yeah. There was a
1: deluxe edition of the game that came with a bunch of the multiplayer stuff, but there was never a season pass. Um, do, 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 do. Recore, the definitive edition, one of the Worst Kept Secrets of this Gamescom event. Um, Their Twitter feed has been saying tune in on the 20th to get details about that. So we're kind of expecting the Xbox One X enhanced version of that game as well as, you know, that other robot that was supposed to be in the game that uh, even had an area that you couldn't access because, well, you didn't have the robot. So, do we think that's
5: going to be free for those that it has
1: 40? to be there's no way you that think, game didn't yeah. sell well enough for them to warrant it I think they'll release a new packaged version of it for people who don't own it but I think mm. the patch for the definitive version will be free
5: you'd have to think
1: It's it, if they try to charge for it it's they're fucking stupid because they're not going to sell it I mean it, I would probably buy it because I like that game but it's not going to sell
2: I haven't heard of anyone talk about record until this moment. In exactly. In many
1: months. That's that's kind of my point, is that game kind of came and went, and even the people that liked it will admit that there were a lot of things wrong with it. Uh, and I'm hearing the definitive version is tweaking some of that stuff, as well as upgrading the visuals. So, I'm, I'm hopeful, because I did enjoy that game until you got to that end-level grind, which sucked. Injustice 2's second pack, fighter pack, for, um, ...from NetherRealm... ...will be announced... ...at Gamescom... ...ooh... ...so... ...any...
2: uh, ...any any wild guesses Ken?
1: One of them's gotta have... ...Black Manta in it right... ...because he's on the... ...character select screen already... ...is he? ...yeah... ...the character select screen... ...already has the whole... ...roster... uh, ...but six of them are... uh, ...grayed out right now...
2: ...well but yeah... ...Black Manta's silhouette... ...is obviously very... ...yeah... ...and so is... uh,
1: ...so is the Atom... ...because it's a... ...it's the whole dude... ...like a little tiny dude... ...so...
2: ...oh... ...okay...
1: Uh, and then the Raiden one, so everybody's thinking Raiden. The question is, is who's in this pack? Um, three of the silhouettes were obvious. Three of the silhouettes were not. So I'll be very interested to see who. So they any
2: any dream character that you would definitely want?
1: Uh, truthfully, I th- I, th- I mean they've kind of nailed everybody that I had dreams about. Uh, as far All as right. mechanic wise, I think interesting. I think Clayface would be kind of interesting.
2: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I he'll, just, play, he'll play like Glacius from Killer Instinct. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: but then like his, his character power would be like some kind of morph into something. That would just be kind of neat. Hmm. I don't know. They'll probably do some generic characters that I don't care much about, but you know. Um, Xbox One X pre-orders are probably live when you're listening to this. Um, that's kind of been the rumor is that this, this thing that's happening today, you know, literally like an hour and a half after we, after this moment right now, we will know when you can finally fucking pre-order. When today. is, uh,
2: Xbox One X coming out? Uh, November 7th. Okay, so three months.
1: Uh, we have seen some leaks. I did see the retail box. I gotta admit, that's pretty fucking awesome. It looks like the original Xbox. Yeah, nice it's it's kind of nice and it has been leaked that the day one edition will be called drumroll please the project <laughs> the project scorpio edition
2: cute <laughs> So what's different about this version it'll have
1: it'll have the words project scorpio on the system and the controller just like the day one edition of the Xbox one
0: <laughs> okay
1: sure it's it's a nice little nod to their fans i guess
2: uh, the, the much superior console name compared to the Xbox
5: One X. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree.
2: Uh, Shinmu Three got a publisher. I thought they already had a publisher.
1: No, no, they just had a oh. Kickstarter. They do. Okay. You want to guess who it is? Who? Deep. Sony? Deep Silver.
2: Oh, Deep Silver. Yeah.
5: Deep hmm. Silver is. They
1: publishing. seem to be doing a lot of stuff, Yep. Uh, PlayStation Four's 5.0 firmware update is here. A full numbered version. You're expecting some hot shit, right? Hell yeah. Yeah, 5.0, baby. That's nope. that's a big update, right?
2: No. Mm-hmm. They're it's up- a lot of quality of life stuff. My I, I, I don't
1: even know if I'd call it that. Um, They have upgraded the, the family system for the parent-child accounts, which I'm not saying is not a big deal, because if you've ever used the PlayStation parental controls, they're fucking terrible. Um, they have a long way to go to catch up to Nintendo and Microsoft in that aspect,
5: so that's good. Um, that's really the big update. <laughs> well, it's Twitch streaming at 60. Woo! That's
2: nice for PS4 Pro people, yeah.
0: I guess.
5: Mm-hmm. If your bandwidth
1: can handle it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's not that bad. It's not hard.
1: I, I don't know. Have you talked to everybody on the show about their internet speeds?
2: Well... For me, it's not hard. Oh, But as far as, you know, I'm not going to be putting out 4K. 1080 PS60 is not difficult. Uh, And the Visual Fidelity is pretty nice for that.
1: Uh, Destiny 2 preload starts next week.
2: Yeah, I heard about that. Also, the beta for the PC version is going out uh, next week. Well, Uh, this week, I suppose.
1: You guys want some codes? I got some codes. For PC? For the PC
2: version. For PC? Uh... I guess I'll check it out.
1: I don't know. I've got like seven or eight of them or something like that if anybody wants one. Um, NPDs came out. Splatoon 2 was number one, uh, long as as well as the Switch being the number one selling console. You want to hear a crazy wow. one? You want to hear crazy? Wow. What was number two? You want to guess what was number two?
2: Number two game? Yes. Mm, good question.
1: Crash Bandicoot. Oh, Crash. It was Crash Bandicoot.
5: That, that game, thing, like, man. That thing's selling like wildfire. Uh,
2: yeah, I can't believe it. It's so popular.
1: And yeah, what was the question before that thing came out? Who really wants a crash? You think you want to crash? You don't want to crash?
2: Apparently, a lot of
1: fucking people wanted a crash.
2: Yeah, we we got our question answered, right? Because yep. uh, we did. We didn't know who this was for, and then boom, there you go.
1: Uh, there was some Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite news this week. Uh, the most uh, talked-about news was the fact that they fixed Chun Li's face.
2: Yeah, they uh, they overhauled some of the visual aspects of the character design, which look really bad. Let's be frank. Was I say
1: this is bad? Uh, They also announced a couple new characters: Ghost Rider and Dormammu. Because everybody was hot for that fucking Dormammu train.
2: Dormammu. Dormammu was actually pretty popular in uh, Ultimate Dormammu in three. It's still. That's. I don't know. That's just not like a highlight.
1: Like, who's the new character? Dormammu.
2: Who? Well, I mean, like, who the fuck is like Wolverine? Who wants Magneto? Who are those guys? You don't want those.
1: You want want Dormammu, man. Yeah, Dormammu. Fuck Wolverine. Magneto? I don't know who those guys are. Fuck your mango-colored sentinel, okay? Exactly. do that. Uh, Street Fighter 5 is getting fancy DLC costumes for its 30th anniversary. Okay, nobody cares. Moving on.
5: Nothing nothing says thank you to players like paid DLC. Fucking right, dude.
2: So like eight dollars a costume,
1: right? Yeah. Well, it's it's like four, but it's still ridiculous. Okay, sir. Oh! Microsoft has a bunch of first party exclusives. This- oh shit! <laughs>
5: yeah, they got the Doritos that are exclusive. Oh, what are you talking
1: about? Crackdown Three has been delayed till spring of twenty eighteen. Fuck Microsoft! What are you doing?
2: You know Gosh. you're you, you're
5: mad yeah, well, about they're this? Making the game, they're, they're making the game better. But yeah. It is- it is also what four years since that thing technically was announced, and this was their launch game for the uh, for the Xbox One X, and they're not going to delay Forza because that will mean it comes after Gran Turismo. Uh, uh, what have they got? What on motherfucker? Earth have
1: they got? They're launching with Lucky's Tale. Respect.
2: It's not even the VR version that you'd like. I know.
1: I still think Lucky's Tale would be a fun game, but that, no, you don't You don't fucking launch a console with Lucky's Tale.
0: Uh, ridiculous.
1: I, I'm hearing, you know, this might all be dumb, but I'm hearing rumors that there's a new game being announced today for Xbox, and it is launching this year. We'll see. Well, maybe that's it. But you're delaying the game that was your holiday tentpole. And fuck, man. Like seriously, Microsoft, mm. get off your ass! You, 2017 has been the worst fucking year for Microsoft first party. It has been a bad year.
0: Three, isn't
1: it? I don't know there's the exa- I don't know the exact number. I, I don't get into that counting bullshit. All I know is that first party wise, they're having a very bad year. It just I mean, it, there's no way to cut around that. There's just not. No. So. I forgot to mention, but I did play Conan Exiles on Xbox One. That's uh that's out. In- oh, how is, is that, that a free to play
2: game? No.
1: No. That is okay. a survival game. I truthfully I only played for about twenty minutes. So I'm That's not- the
2: one with the uh the little you can like Winkies. Yeah, the the the, the there was a the dick dick meter where you can just enlarge the penis yes. as much as you yes. want. Yes. That's the one. Do they have
1: that on Xbox? It's, yes. Well, it's there, but you can't see it because there's a patch, there, there, there's a download apparently for the European store that uh, enables nudity, but that pad, that download does not exist in the U.S. It was weird because when I booted it up, the women were naked, uh, okay. but then after I closed it and rebooted it, they weren't,
0: uh, so I don't
1: know what the hell happened. Okay. It's it's weird. But it's it's essentially a survival game. Um it reminds me a lot of Ark. Um with a much 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 better fucking UI. Ark's UI is fucking terrible. Um and it's definitely visually more impressive. I'll be interested to see this game when it, when the X comes out cuz I'm sure they'll do a patch for it, but <clears throat> it, it if you don't like survival games, it's not for you because that's exactly what it is.
2: Yeah, that's that's the only thing I've seen about Conan Exiles is that meme with the the wiener, the, the, the wiener, and the, and the tits bouncing up and down. Yeah. It's like it was all over Twitter for like two days.
1: Yeah, I mean the combat in that game is actually decent. So, uh, We Happy Few. Speaking of early access games, We Happy Few has a final release date uh, for the end of this month, or yeah, for the end of this month.
5: Um, I, I thought it was February. Is it? Yeah, I don't think I don't probably... think that
2: game is this year, dude.
5: I yeah, swear I saw it was out the, in
2: nah I, I don't it's, think
5: it's they're removing the price of the oh know, that's right that's right
1: offer. I got you so it's 20 um, it's, it's like thirty right. bucks it's, it's thirty bucks now uh, in a week it's gonna go up to sixty and then it launches in February you're right you're right and it's gonna have a single player campaign
5: well yeah
1: well You say that, but if you remember, people thought that was going to be like a Bioshock, and then it came out on Early Access, and it's more like a fucking
5: rogue survival game or whatever. They have At least they have come out and said, we are aware that this isn't exactly what people thought it was going to be, so we're going to be changing things up.
1: (laughs) Well, well, maybe if you hadn't marketed it as a fucking single-player experience that was like (laughs) a narrative-driven story, then maybe people wouldn't have fucking thought that's what it was. Is it not? No, it's a it's a survival game like a roguelike. It's a crafting. Yeah,
5: missions, but they have said that this is going to be um uh is going to have a single player story mode when it releases in February.
1: I'm so glad that that has to be an announcement at this point. Jesus Christ! <laughs>
5: I, I, I'm okay
2: with you know I'm okay with the game being different from you know what they've made in the past like Bioshock and stuff. But you really have to be. Uh, Up front about that stuff Because if you're, if you're a studio Known for a certain type of game When you make something drastically different You have to really get that out there Otherwise people are going to have uh, misconceptions About the game Yeah.
1: Alright I'm going to move on to the emails Because we're already running deep I'm going to go through some of these fast uh, The first one comes from Antonio He says we're about to be swallowed by a nuclear fallout Radiated avalanche of video games and football For the rest of the year What a time to be alive Uh, by the way, I'm still not sold on Agents of Mayhem. Can't quite put my finger on it as to why, other than that, other than because. That game. (laughs) He says, other than because that's what the court order says. Uh, looking forward to Madden and Uncharted this month. Now, I know you guys aren't big into Gran Turismo, but to me, but me and a lot of GT fans are in turmoil about GT Sport. It is literally going to be the racing version of Street Fighter V. Uh, the track mm-hmm. list is bare bones, around 17 to 19, compared to GT6's 45 or so.
5: Uh, in another, this, com- isn't a numbered, this isn't a
1: numbered game. No, he says, in another comparison, the upcoming Project Cars 2 will have 60 tracks. Sports campaign mm-hmm. is a crap ton of license tests. Essentially, this game is missing an E in front of the word Sport. Um, Polyphony Digital is going to get a rude awakening as diehard fans of the series. Since the PS One days, I am ashamed to say a purchase of this game is looking
2: dim. How much is this game, dude? Does anyone know?
1: We looked that up once. Isn't it sixty. It? Yeah, it's sixty bucks. Was that full price?
2: I'm quick I gotta look it quick
1: up. search on Amazon will answer your
2: questions. That's exactly what I'm doing as we speak. Sixty dollars. Yep, sixty dollars. That damn. Have fun with that. Yeah,
1: I don't think that's... Uh, uh, project cars or 4 to 7, if you have an Xbox. Or four. Yep. Uh, Adam s- sends in an email. It's uh, entitled, N4G Podcast! A lot of A's in there. So, yeah. uh, Hey, hey, a couple of weeks ago, one of you guys mentioned getting a 2DS XL. It was mentioned that it feels a little bit cheap. This is understandable, but I was wondering, how cheap? I have a normal 2DS, and I find it quite solidly built. Surprisingly comfortable to hold. So is the 2DS XL more or less cheap feeling compared to the original? Um, I was the one who had one, and I will answer that question because my son has a 2DS, and I have the XL, the 2DS XL. His feels a lot more solid than mine. <laughs> I have, I will say that hmm. the 2DS feels like I don't. It just feels solid, like there's like weight to it or whatever. Whereas the XL feels very hollow.
2: Well, the 2DS especially was made to be more durable, right? Because of the fact that it can't, uh, you know, it can kind of collapse into itself to protect the screen. So it was, it needed to be uh, sturdier than normal.
1: Oh, sure. But even the 3DS feels more sturdy than the 2DS.
2: Okay. I mean, the 2DS XL.
1: Yeah. I mean, that thing feels really cheap. So, I'm not going to lie. Um,. Michael sends an email, says, uh, it's entitled, Regarding Xbox Trophy Changes Conversation, uh, I'd really like to see something like a platinum on Xbox. I play on both consoles and enjoy getting achievements and trophies, but when you really like a game, it is fun to get the platinum trophy. It would be neat if they had a 100 gamer score achievement or some way to signif- uh, signify the accomplishment for getting all the other achievements on Xbox games. I hope they do something like that. Thanks, guys. P.S. Glad you like VR, Ken. Every time I put on, put mine on, I end up spending more time in it than I originally set out to.
2: Doesn't the Xbox gamer score... Isn't just getting a thousand gamer score equivalent to finishing a game?
1: That's what Is it that always that was. I mean, in the community, they called it, you know, thousand-pointing a game or whatever.
2: 1K. I guess it's... It's not as catchy as Platinum. Game, no, right?
1: uh, Sony kind yeah. of you know got that with the Platinum Trophies, and, and it's kind of spilled over. You can see it in cross-platform games. Like mm-hmm. A lot of times there's an achievement that is the Platinum Trophy, uh-huh. which is okay. called get all other achievements in this
2: game or whatever. Makes sense, because if you're having these cross-play games, they have to have the same achievements either way, right? So
1: I don't know that they have to. I think they do it because it's simpler. That's true you know yeah. they, they build the list and then they go well this one will be gold bronze silver whatever and then on the Xbox side it's worth 10 20 40 feet whatever so
2: I'm, I'm curious if there's ga- there are games that are also you know multi-platform but have different trophies slash different uh, achievements I wonder if there is a game like that
1: I don't know it, it would probably be a game that like launched on one and then launched on the other one like a year or two later because mm-hmm. I think if they're bo- if they're built at the same time they just make the same list.
2: Like, let's think about games like Rise of the Tomb Raider, right? Launched originally on the Xbox, and then launched later on PS4. I wonder if that has the same achievements and slash trophies as the other one.
1: I don't know. That'd be an interesting thing. That'd uh, be an interesting tidbit of information to find out.
2: But yeah, uh, I think we, I enjoyed the conversation we had about achievements and trophies last week. And I think, um, is, do you think they're going to announce that stuff in Gamescom uh, today?
1: It's po- uh, it's possible that they might talk about it. I I really don't know how this thing is going to work today. I don't. Right. I, it's not like a traditional briefing, so I I really don't know.
2: Yeah, we're basically about as as the recording time goes. We're about an hour away. Yep. From the actual conference goes, so we're going to see some stuff. Hopefully. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm excited as an Xbox you know primary Xbox player. I'm excited for the show. I'm hoping it's a good because I I really want to know. Uh, final email comes from your He says, yeah. Hey, yo, it's your First, it was rocket league. Then Minecraft. Now it's arc survival evolved. Seems like Sony will never give in for cross-platform play. I'm just glad it's now getting more attention in the news. If Sony are the investors, uh, sorry for the players. <laughs> or oh, I'm sorry. Sony are for the investors. Uh, sorry for the players. Then hopefully with enough pressure from its community, they will support cross-platform play.
2: Yeah, uh, was it, just like you said, pressure from the community is actually a pretty powerful thing, if it, especially if it's something uh, very wise-spoken, and uh, something that doesn't really cost them much to do, and this is obviously not something that's going to cost them much to do, as far as cross Platform goes, so... I don't know. I feel like it's becoming more of an issue for gamers now, with more more games becoming uh, involved in this particular issue with the cl- uh, crossplay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's let's hope for the best and hope they uh, listen to the fans.
1: I hope so because I I really hate the back and forth arrogance between the two because it's never worked for them. When Sony got arrogant with the PS3, it fucked them. When Microsoft got arrogant with the three hundred and sixty, it fucked them. You know. Just mm-hmm. it, it, you guys got to see this doesn't work. What Sony did at the beginning of this generation what Microsoft did last generation what Sony did with the PS2 that's the shit that works. Just do that from the beginning and everybody'll be happy.
2: Yeah, it's this I feel like when it comes to these companies, these like uh these giant CEOs and these boardrooms of directors that make all the big decisions, they are able to act after the fact but they don't have a lot of foresight in what's coming and what they need to do and that's the issue because they need to screw up in order to see that they screwed up and because they screwed up they can actually make things right again that's what we saw you know with Xbox 1 uh, at the start of this generation that thing if they didn't make the drastic changes they did you know they made uh during the launch of the Xbox 1 the system even though it's like what like half of the half of the units sold of PS4 maybe less that would have been even, even, even less. It, would have, it might have completely thrown the Xbox brand into the gutter. And because they decided to make these changes, they started listening to the fans. And even now, they're still listening to uh, a lot of the feedback, more so than Sony is anyway. So, yeah, you're right. But there's no changing these people, man. There really isn't. No,
1: Just a funny tidbit. I, I'm, I've got the Twitter open to read the tweets. And I just saw Cliffy B tweet about Overwatch again.
3: What's he say? God.
1: He said Overwatch is so successful that we've hit a generation of gamers that think all games are it.
2: Except his. Oh well, well, Overwatch is clearly the the Dark Souls, the first person shooter. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know for somebody uh, for somebody who says this game isn't anything like Overwatch, he sure spends a shit ton of time talking about Overwatch. Just saying.
2: He's he's a jelly man.
1: All right. Um. Twitter, Sean says, wasn't surprised, uh, wasn't surprised my Andromeda, no, or I'm assuming he meant to say buy Andromeda, no single player DLC, but was disappointed. I liked the game by the time I finished it, even with its flaws. Uh, it's just the age we live in now, though. Anything that gets any kind of bad press early on will be joked out of the room. Not forgiving the launch flaws, but once that first patch hit, it didn't help out a lot.
2: That's the issue with first impression. That's why you need to really. Learn your lessons when it comes to launching your games in certain states, and the way Andromeda launched with all of its bugs, uh, basically lack of polish, right, among other things. When you do after the fact, it's gonna be No Man's Sky. It's gonna be Mass Effect Andromeda. There's cases after another. It's gonna be Street Fighter Five. It happens every single time when you launch with a flawed, uh, flawed game, and even if you make it better, you know, later down the line, it's never gonna get forgotten never going to be forgiven. So just launch your game in a state where you can be proud of it. That's it. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Dustin tweets in and
1: says, so I've never gotten into Monster Hunter and World looks fun, but I'm a little worried about creature design. They look kind of bland.
4: Oh, man. You have no idea. Drew, no, my man. They've come got come some, here. No, They've got some great, great monster designs.
2: The, uh, the monsters are not just like like four-legged beasts or just like winged dragons and stuff like that the things that they do that like the creatures the elemental attributes that they have the way they behave when they become weakened uh i mean there are certain creatures out there like in i think one that sticks out to me in particular was uh one that's going to be returning in world and he's the size of a mountain yeah. A moving mountain, and the way you damage him is that you can't really damage him or kill him uh, in the traditional way. You need to start like luring him into the place. You have to jump on his back from a high bridge and start kind of trying to crush his shell from the from just on top of him before he shakes you off. And uh, the monster design, the monster hunter is really phenomenal. You just got to yeah. get into it.
1: Uh, he also says, "I wish Castlevania: Harmony of Despair was backwards compatible on Xbox One." I forgot about that. Game. That's the four-player game, right?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not not really a Castlevania game. No, no, it's not. But well, it was fun. fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was
1: fine. Yeah, it just wasn't a Castlevania game. That's fine. Uh, he says, "I'm glad Crackdown got delayed. That game looked very uninteresting in the state it was in." I agree. Uh, he says, "I see Recore has a definitive edition. <laughs> that's how that's how strong the rumor is. It's like it's just it's just real." Uh, does that mean it comes with the fifth robot, buddy? Uh, I'm assuming that's what it's going to have. Dustin also says, I never played StarCraft, and I want Drew to play it on Phoenix Down, but I have the free version. Is that good enough, or should I buy the remaster?
2: It's plenty good enough.
1: Yep, it is. If you like it enough, um, upgrade for the 15 bucks because it definitely makes it look better.
2: Yeah, it also not only changes the visual stylings of the units, but also the portraits during cinematics and stuff like that. So there's like characters talking in these like, you know, 3D models and stuff like that. So it, it does make the game look better, more modernized, but it's still a very, very old game in its core. And they don't want to change any of that because it's a part of history at this point.
1: Uh, so the Marvel vs. Capcom roster is out, and we know two of the six DLC characters. I'm a little disappointed. I wanted more fun characters, but they're really playing it safe. I don't. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how uh, that game. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen to that thing. Uh, I'm interested to find out, but I, I don't know. I can't yeah, predict
1: it. I don't. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Dustin also says so this must be the year of the trading card game, with Artifact announced, Gwent in beta, Fable has one uh, coming, new Hearthstone and a new Elder Scrolls. There's a lot.
2: Trading of Trading card games are you know quite, quite the fad. Uh, I will say that I have personally played the Her- obviously a lot of Hearthstone. I played I played a lot of Gwent at this point. I play also a lot of Shadowverse, and from those, my favorite one is Gwent right now. So take that as you will.
1: Uh, he said, "Plus, there's a good physical trading card game that came out, and it's for Final Fantasy. I picked it up out of curiosity, and I'm enjoying it a lot."
2: Huh? That I, I didn't know there was like one like that. I huh.
1: uh, I, f- I really like how the cards feel for Final Fantasy trading card game. It's easy to pick up and play, and some of the art is great. And I actually like, and I like actually having real cards. Uh, he also his last tweet says, "Does Drew have any good security guard stories he wants to share?"
4: Uh man. Ken knows of one really good one.
1: Which one? Do you
4: remember when you were texting me that time? And I said, hang on. And then about an hour later, I texted you what happened.
0: Oh, yeah.
4: (laughs) So I remember this distinctly because you were asking, hey, do you want to review Hyperdimension Neptunia 2?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it was shred out of nightmares, right? Yeah,
4: so it was already a nightmare. Um... So I, I'll just go ahead and say it. So I actually, I don't. I do security for a certain company, um, and that's where I'm mainly stationed. Uh, every once in a while, uh, my company will call me and say, "Hey, we need some extra coverage at a different site, place that I don't normally work." One of them happened to be a, a outlet mall, and I was like, "Sure, I need some extra money." So I got <laughs> off work at three o'clock and then went in to the uh, outlet mall and guarded that place till about six or seven. No, no, it was, it was like later on till like the nighttime. So I wasn't familiar with this place. (laughs) So, uh, God, I don't even know if I should be talking about this. Um, (laughs) so it was like Tuesday afternoon, At like probably four o'clock, there was nobody there. And I was actually at a store. They want me to watch over a store, a particular store. Um, and I was like, well, you know what? I gotta use the bathroom real quick. So I'll be right back. And there was a bathroom, like a public bathroom, like two stores down. So I walked down to the bathroom, completely empty. And, uh, I used the bathroom. I went to wash my hands. And the stalls were directly across from the sinks, so I could then look up into the mirror and see the stalls behind me and When I did, I noticed that there was something behind me in one of the stalls. I then turn around, and there is a man there has his pants down, and he is just fucking going at it, stroking the shit out of his dick. <laughs> he's looking directly at me.
2: Not not stopping, not slowing down.
4: No, no. Perhaps going
2: even faster.
4: He wanted me to know that he was sitting there masturbating to me. Wow, that is really weird. Yeah. So, uh, and I wasn't in my security uniform. They wanted me to do like street clothes. Um, So I guess this guy didn't realize I was a security guard. Well, obviously, I first thought I need to get the fuck out of here. Uh, So I left the bathroom because if somebody's crazy enough to whack off in a public bathroom, they're crazy enough to carry a knife. So I was like, yeah, and I'm not armed. Mm -hmm. So I then went and called for backup. Um, Unfortunately, I had to go back to the store where I was at. As I was walking out of the bathroom, a man and his son were about to walk in. And I said, please, for God's sakes, do not go in there. And as I was like, just don't go in there, just walk outside, just stay over here. And uh, I went back to the store, then got on their phone, and then called for other security. Uh, but by the time I ran back to the bathroom, I was like, Hey, did you see a guy come out of here? There's like, yeah, he went to the back. So I went to the back and you gotta understand this is like an outlet mall, so it's outside. And the back leads basically to the woods out there. So he basically ran out through the woods. <laughs> And then I had to file a police report of well, there was a man masturbating in the public bathroom, and I was the one who discovered it. (laughs) Discovered it.
3: You didn't discover it. But I remember the subject of it.
4: (laughs) So, but the, the the thing that goes back to Ken is that while I was in the bathroom, I got a text message, and right before I went to go washed my hands, I looked at and Ken said, hey, you want to review Hyperdimension Neptunia Part 2? And I was like, Oh shit. And then that happened. And then, like, after that happened, I was like, Ken, something crazy just happened. He's like, what? I said, I'll tell you later. <laughs> and, like, an hour later, I said, I just had to call the cops, because... And I explained to him all that stuff.
1: Oh, shit.
4: Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I've had some crazy stuff. I've had... It's so weird, because, like, the place where I work, um or the the site that I guard normally is like on a major highway and people tend they see like a big guard house. That's the first thing you see whenever you get to our site, people tend to stop there to ask for directions, stuff like that. You know, Oh, there's a guy there. So we'll just ask him. I remember there was this one time this woman come pulling up and she said, I need you to call the police. I said, what's wrong? She says, I have a child in my backseat who is going insane. And I turn, and there is this little kid. looks like he's probably about eight or nine years old. He gets out of his car, and he full force runs toward this woman and punches her directly in the fucking face.
0: Whoa. Jeez.
4: <laughs> and this kid is, like, fucking seeing red, man. This kid like will not listen to a word I said. And I was like, okay, first off, this may be a ruse. She may be wanting me to grab that kid and then say she's going to sue me. So I was like, I look like a, like a fucking a coach for Major League Baseball yelling at an umpire. I had my arms behind my back yelling at this kid because I was not going to touch him. I was like, stop it, stop it. What are you doing? And he's just, he's just wailing on this woman. This woman's trying to hold him off. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do here. So I finally called the other guard that was on duty. He came up, or he wasn't afraid to touch the kid. He grabbed the kid and threw him on the ground and held him down and started talking to him. And I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Just like, "Why is this random ass shit happening?" Like at two o'clock in the afternoon here. I I
2: gotta say, Drew, you must have seen a lot of shit if your mind automatically assumes something is a ruse as the first thing you think about. Trust me, I've (laughs) I have seen some stuff. That's crazy, man. Because that wouldn't have crossed my mind. I gotta, oh, I gotta say, like, why this this boy is feral. I gotta stop this boy. I would have like <laughs> restrained him or something. I would have just been like, I can't touch him. She's probably gonna sue me if I touch the boy. So that's no, that's crazy. Trust me, man. I worked
4: at a grocery store long enough to know that people will try and sue you for anything, and they will do. They will go to many links. What what can they sue you for? You being working at a grocery store? Well. For one thing, uh I used to work in frozen food section of a grocery store and we were uh putting up ice cream kind of thing, stocking it.
0: Mm.
4: And um I watched it. I sat there, I just stood there and watched it. This woman got one of the you know like those really big tubs of ice cream, in the sun like yeah. a plastic tub. She took one and she had a kid that looked like he's probably about five or six, and she just literally just took picked it up and then dropped it on the kid's foot. And the kid started crying. And then she came up to me and said, This fell on my son. I'm going to sue the company. I want to talk to the manager because I want to sue this place. And I was like, And, did you you say, and I was like, I just you, sat here and watched you drop it on your kid. And then she's like, Well, I'm talking to the manager. And I brought my manager over there and I told him. And my manager was like, You need to get out of the store, please. You know, my well, manager would give a shit.
5: CCTV. I mean, surely they don't think they will get away with
4: it. Well, I'm just saying people will do shit like that.
5: That's Americans. I'm sorry, guys.
4: Eventually, going back to the kid, the crazy kid, uh, The eventually, like after about probably 15 minutes of him talking and stuff like that, and I was talking to the woman. She said, have you called the cops yet? I'm like, are you serious? You want me to call the cops when I was kid? She's like, yeah. I was like, all right. So I called the cops. The cops came. And they started asking me questions, like, what happened? I was like, well, he got out of the car and he started punching the the woman. He's like, did he punch her? He's like, yeah. He's like, where? He's like, in the face? And he was like, how many times did he punch her? I'm like, am I fucking testifying against this kid or something? (laughs) (laughs) And and they were like, yeah. And I was like, look, I mean, he just, he went nuts. He was, he was throwing punches. He hit the woman. Yeah, he hit the woman in the face a couple of times. And sure enough. (laughs) No big deal. Yeah. And then about (laughs) 20 minutes later, they took the fucking kid away. Did they put her in, like, a junior
2: league handcuffs and stuff? Me, for no. children? Yeah.
4: No. No, I don't no. think so. I think once the cops arrived, he kind of calmed down, but she was like, I want him out of here. I am really curious about what was between those two to make them go crazy like that. She, she was driving, and then she just pulled up to the guardhouse and was like, call the cops. And then this kid gets out of the car and starts just fighting her. And I was just like, can Whoa. I – I mean, I was like, what the fuck kind of a mom – You know? You beat the shit out of your kid. (laughs) I mean, that'll make him stop instead of calling the cops and having your kid detained? I mean, the kid was like seven or eight. What kind of an upbringing do you have that a child literally tries to, like, beat you to death? I mean, that kid was like he wasn't even listening to me. Like, I could have probably slapped that kid in the face and he wouldn't even have felt it. That's how (laughs) mad he was. True. I realized that for every show, we're gonna <laughs> need at least one
2: story from you. We're gonna have Drew's story corner, and you're gonna to tell us one story per episode because that's fascinating shit. I've got plenty. I loved it. I've yeah. been working yeah. security
4: Save for ten them up. years. I've seen all sorts of shit. Save them up. Put them in your mind, you and then every show, one story
5: I've seen.
4: Yeah, right, it's, it's but crazy.
1: We're gonna finish up because we got fifty minutes, and I want to give people time if they want to go do stuff before the show starts. Mm. Uh, two more tweets Mark tweets in says Going o- going away on holiday vacation next Friday And taking the Vita Recommended games on the fence about Undertale
3: All of them Because there's only like six games <laughs> <laughs> Ryan I know you're joking I know you're joking Pineapple. I
5: am but, uh,
2: I understand that Undertale Is <clears throat> a very polarizing game for a lot of people But if you have not tried it I recommend that you do It's not a very expensive game and you might find out that you really like it. But there's there's a lot of games on Vita. You can also play the the Zero Escape games and me and uh, Drew were just talking about. Uh, yeah. The the Versus Last Rewards, Zero Time Dilemma. Did they put out 999 on Vita? Do do we know that? At I, all?
1: I don't remember uh, if they did or not. Don't I, so. I don't
2: think so. I thought they think were or talking if,
1: about it at one point, but I don't know if they ever did.
2: But uh, the other game that I can surely recommend is Danganronpa 1 and 2 on Vita. With 3 coming out in just a month, It's the perfect time to catch up on those games, and I adore those games. And, you know, Drew, chime in.
4: Yes. Yes. Yes, buy those. Yes, thank you. Yes. Er.
1: All right, last tweet comes from D1. He says, when do you think the PS4 game Dreams will release? (laughs) Never. Yeah, that sounds about right.
2: I think 2018 is the right year for that game.
1: Uh, We haven't even seen that game in, what, a year?
5: Well, more than that, I think.
2: I don't even know what it it's is.
5: A
1: it's uh, Media Molecule's new game.
4: Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that game. Not everybody <laughs> forgot
1: about that game.
2: <laughs> I remember it. It's a very surrealistic kind of game where you can create content in some very unique ways and have these like psycholo- uh, psychedelic adventures, and more or less. It's supposed to support VR and whatnot. Uh, seemed interesting. It's not a game that I would play to make content, but I would play just to play other people's stuff. Of those
5: things. And, uh that game has to be free to play by the time that thing comes out. Um,
1: PS plus wife,
5: man. Is. PS
1: plus. Yeah. Alright. Uh, so that's it. That's it for the show. Uh, we apologize for the news being old, because by tomorrow it'll be old news. <laughs> um, but if you want to tweet at us, it's at N4G podcasts. Uh, if you want to shoot us an email, it's podcasts at ztgd.com Shoot those over there. Uh, if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, Jay is at J, Drew is at DMO Fury, John is at JohnWUK, and Ryan is at WombatRP. You can follow me on the site at ZTGD. Everybody enjoy Gamescom. It's going to be a fun week for news, not just for Xbox, but I'm sure for a lot of other games. So, it's the European E3. Yes, yeah, so it is. Indeed. I
5: can't get, get a lot more this year.
1: Yep. So, it should be a good week. Everybody enjoy. There's lots of games coming out. Anything else before we get out of here? Nine. There you go.
4: Nine
0: nine. 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 And it goes something like this. Epic fail. Welcome to the N4G Podcast.
4: Oh, me, Mario. This is gonna be a very
1: interesting
3: episode. you yeah. time! Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground n 4 c radio layer.
0: The Walk And... I Wolverine! Play games not
3: hot No boys allowed. Uh, and, then, and then I killed the dragon. And then 8. I 9 killed, 9. killed
0: the dragon.